I don't care if you've been trying to be the god of high school all night if you up smash that like button. Welcome to Black and Black Times Infinity. I'm your host, Cthulhu's Prodigy, coming to you live and direct from the stack. Smoke me out, fam, with that dank shit. On my left, blue. Wearing a mask like wearing a condom. If you don't want kids, you double open that motherfucker. <laughs> <laughs> on my far right, engineering on the one to two, shows people out on the threes and fours, Kronos. Can't believe I'm gonna say this, but sometimes European Americans can be fucking exhausting to talk and listen to. Like Jesus Christ, I'm realizing it today. Not all, not, not all of you, but some of you are exhausting. All right, in the middle we got uh, Stitch. Bears are proficient in nunchucks. <laughs> Game over, man. Game over. <laughs> <laughs> Last but not least, we got the oldest ninja in the world, old ninja. Some of you are entangled right now and don't even know it. Yeah. <laughs> I was waiting. I was waiting for one of you guys to say. <laughs> <laughs> All right, Carlos, you got some stats and info for us. I do have stats. I always have the stats. Um, let's see if there's anybody in the chat room first. And I can't see because it wasn't open. All right, so first in. Sorry, not first. Listener of the week would be Haba. Um, thank you very much for what for listening a whole bunch of times. Um, I appreciate it. And uh, what the fuck happened here? Nobody's in the chat room yet because we're late, apparently. Or actually, we're not even live. But now we are. That's the problem. <laughs> <laughs> I didn't press the fucking button. <laughs> yeah, I was gonna say we're not. We're not live right now. We are now. Hilarious. Y'all didn't miss nothing. Yeah, yeah. If you listen to this on audio, obviously you missed shit. So, yeah, we'll, be, we'll be live in a second for everybody else. Old Ninja, take us away with some uh, malt beverages and uh, some pouring out of uh, a fire whiskey or something. What, what you doing? No, we're going to... So, we have mostly queens that have passed, but we got one king on here. So, I'm gonna sh we're going to pour out some Chablis on this one. Mm. Mm. So, uh, what is this? So then uh, we're going to start with uh, Kelly Preston. Mm. Uh, actress, model, and wife of John Travolta, Kelly Preston, has passed away. She starred in over 60 movies and TVs, including Stephen King's Christine, uh, the movie Space Camp, Twins, Jerry Maguire, and The Cat in the Hat. Uh, her latest movie was Gotti where uh, her husband played Gotti, and she played the wife of Gotti. Uh, she started acting since she was 16. She was born in, in Hawaii, and her middle name is like super cultural. I'm gonna butcher this, but it's, uh, I think, a very good uh, shout out to where she was from, is uh, Kamala Huea. I believe that's, that's her middle name. My, my dog started uh, when he said that. <laughs> Uh, <laughs> she's been married to John Travolta since 1991, and she's been diagnosed with breast cancer for two years and lost her battle. She was 57. Damn. Damn. Still, still uh, relatively young. Still doing some very recent movies. Uh, the, I'm sorry? She was doing was some recent right? movies. Who? What, what was that? Yeah, we were just saying Kelly Preston has done done some recent movies and was relatively young. Yeah. Oh, yeah. Her last movie was a 2020 movie, I believe. God, the Gotti film. Wow. Yeah. All right, Pete. Uh, moving on to Zendizi Mandela. 
uh, Ambassador Zindiswasa Mandela, youngest daughter of Nelson Mandela, has passed away. She was an activist and poet. Uh, was this Winnie? Was this Winnie and Nelson's daughter, though? Yeah, it's their youngest daughter. Okay. Which is weird when you find out how old she was. Uh, she was an activist and a poet. She was South Africa's ambassador to Denmark. Uh, her activism started at the age of 12 when she wrote to the United Nations to provide protection for her t family from South African authorities during apartheid and while her father was in jail. Uh, no cause of death has been stated, and she was 59. Still young, too. Man. Yeah, even though that's their youngest daughter. Mm -hmm. uh, Joanna Cole, the author of The Magic School Bus. Joanna Cole has passed away. Uh, the Magic School Bus was first published in 1986 and has been, has sold, well, not sold, but has been copied 93 million times in print. And has spun numerous spinoffs as well as TV series that has aired for 18 years. A new TV series launched in 2017 on Netflix with new content coming up this coming August. Ms. Cole was a letter editor for Newsweek as well as librarian before she became an author. No cause she, of death. Did she look anything like the uh, redheaded teacher? No, she does not. Miss Frizzle, right? Yeah, Miss Frizzle. Ms. Yeah, she does not look anything like that. And the oh. voice of Miss Frizzle was uh, Lily Tomlin. It's usually the voice of a comedian. The uh, original was Lily Tomlin, and the current one is uh, Kate McKinnon. Gotcha. A little fun fact, uh, Little Richard did the uh, opening theme song for Magic School Bus. For anybody oh, wow. out there who didn't know that, kind of cool. I didn't know that. Like, you if you go cool. back and listen to it, you're like, oh shit, that's Little Fucking Richard. But then also, uh, <laughs> uh, Ma Malcolm Jamal Warner, I think his name is, the guy who played um, Theo. He was Theo. Theo. Theo, yeah, he was the voice of uh, the, the black guy at the end. Nice. Another little fun fact. Now, uh, Little Richard, that was 2020 we lost Little Richard, right? Or was that 20? Yes, it was literally like a month ago we lost uh, Little Richard. Okay. Uh, so no cause of death had been given <laughs> for Joanna Cole. She was 75. Okay. Uh, so Naya Rivera, best known for playing cheerleader Santana Lopez on Glee, has passed away. On July, on July 8th, 2020, Naya was reported missing after her four-year-old son was found alone on a boat they had rented at Lake Piru in Los Angeles. Uh, the actress had gone into the water with her son. He managed to get into the boat due to his mom's help pushing him back in, but she did not come back up. Her son was found alone, asleep in the boat by the rental boat employees after it was not returned. He was wearing a life jacket. She was not. Her body was found on July 13th, and her death has been ruled an accidental drowning. She was 33. Dude, this, that one was fucking sad, man. She was extremely talented, and one of the best parts about that uh, that Glee show in terms of her singing and acting. So, super young, too. Her, yeah, her, so... Her brother so, was a football player, or he is a football player, too. Yeah, so... Of, I, I feel like she uh, kind of blacklisted it with with Hollywood because after Glee you don't you don't really see her in much of anything after that. I mean she could have chosen to be a mom. Yeah. And not a cat. Well there um, there was a big there was a bigger gap though. If her son's if her son was only four years old, there was a time when she was she wasn't as much in the limelight. But remember she had that I mean if you follow celebrity crap, 
Uh, I think she had a relationship with Big Sean for a few years. It ended pretty ugly as well. Yeah, very gay. Oh, wow. Him. That might have been her. Oh, snap. That's crazy. <laughs> yeah. yeah. I'm about to do uh, some research on that. She also, her role on the show was originally supposed to be a guest star, but because of the producers liked her and the fans liked her, they continued her role throughout the rest of the show. Yep. So, and uh, then. Um, Instagram post with a picture of her and her son and like she said something about you know make sure to live life to the fullest because tomorrow's never guaranteed and like for something like this to happen it's like wow yeah kind of all that next up we have Grant Imihara Grant Imihara Imihara, electrical engineer roboticist and former host of Mythbusters has passed away Grant Grant was an engineer for Industrial Light and Magic in the Visual Effects Department for nine years. He worked on franchises such as Jurassic Park, Star Wars, Matrix, and The Terminator. He also appeared in Robot Wars as both a competitor and a judge, and he was most recently part of the White Rabbit Project with Mistbusters alumni Kerry Byron and Troy Bilici on uh on netflix <clears throat> he also starred in the web series star trek continues as hikaru sulu and the very popular fan film star trek renegades he passed away on july 13th after suffering a reported brain aneurysm he was 49. Mm. young young is that all we got that's crazy yeah that's all right. yeah all right um long list. one thing i want to say before the podcast gets started um there was uh, a beer that i've been waiting on getting this is it's actually a pretty important beer. Um, it's called Black is Beautiful. And oh, so you got it? I got it. Um, nice. What's really cool about this beer, if you all are not um, aware, is that Weathered Souls, they started this whole initiative to come out with this Black is Beautiful beer. And if you go on, you know, uh, blackisbeautiful.beer, you'll, you'll kind of read more about it. But it's to raise awareness and the, um, the proceeds for this beer um, goes towards legal funds and uh, uh, um, and rates funds for like police brutality and a bunch of other things that are obviously have to do with the African American community. Um, and what's cool about it is that over a thousand breweries have made a wait, Cronus. I got to stop you. The chat is complaining that nobody can hear you. Nobody can hear me. You guys can hear me, right? Yep. Yeah, we can. Uh, yeah, we can hear you, but yeah. the chat is saying they can't hear you. Hold the fuck up. How can they not hear? All right. Well, shit. You want you want to do some you want to do some testing on that? Yeah, give me a sec. This is fucking ridiculous. Uh, we, yeah. Well, we wait for that. Um, I just want to give a quick birthday shout out to my friend Chris and her birthday is today. Um, happy birthday! Hope you have a great day and uh, keep living your life to the fullest. Kristen. Yeah. All right. Yep. Test. Hold on. Let me. There's gonna be a delay. I don't know how my fucking uh, sunnies got all messed up. Can you guys hear me now? Yeah, we uh, can hear you. Well, yeah, I, I need to wait. I need to so wait people the, in the chat, can y'all hear Cronus? Speak up in the chat. Ten seconds. That's yeah. fine. It'll take you a second. Yeah. All right, you want to continue your story then? We'll just keep it rolling. Well, oh, let me wait for them to see if they can hear If they can hear me first. Uh, there we go. Okay, okay yeah. Okay. So, Black is Beautiful. It is a beer. And it's what I just held up a second ago that you guys can see. So what's cool about this beer is that the proceeds for this beer goes towards uh, legal defense funds and uh, police brutality and a bunch of other issues that have to do with the African-American community. Um, Over a thousand breweries have made their version of Black is Beautiful. Um, If you go to blackisbeautiful.beer, 
you will read more about it. And it was started by Weathered Souls and one of the founders of Weathered, I think it's the founder of Weathered Souls, African-American guy. He's actually in the Brothers and Craft Brew group that I think most of us are a part of at this point, right? Mm, yeah, the secret one. It's like a secret group. Um, <laughs> and it's it's really caught on, like I said, over a thousand beers. This one is from a Russian River, which is one of my favorite breweries of all time. Um, and I'm going to crack it open right now to see what it's all about. Oh. Um, what's cool is it's a, it's a nice stout, which is appropriate because it's a dark-ass beer. It's black. Um, so <laughs> this, what, what's cool is that, you know, other breweries that are around the world, because um, it's not even just uh, the United States. It's, it's Every single state has a brewery that's that's making a black is beautiful beer in uh wow. 19 countries so and all the proceeds go towards you know stuff that i that i said so and i'm i've been waiting to get like one of their glasses so they had this really cool uh black is beautiful beer by like i think it's called 17 percent something i forget the name of the actual company but they make like brew, brewery apparel or beer apparel and i'll be getting that in hopefully in the next couple of weeks you guys can see it but uh Thank you, Marcus, for making this initiative and getting this bear out there. And it's a really cool way for um, to get funds people that need it. Because if y'all didn't know, there's like a whole thing about you can literally go to jail for just being fucking poor and not being able to to make bail or being able to to afford a lawyer. Um, if you look at budgets for public defenders, it's woefully underfunded all the time, um, and people are literally sitting in jail because they they can't afford bail. And they can't afford a decent attorney, so this this will definitely help them with that. So with that, cheers. Now let's get the cheers part. indeed. Yeah, well, this is actually pretty epic. Like I'm looking at the list of the breweries, and like in California alone, there's like over there's 116 breweries, and there's like ciders that are also making it. Like this is that's this is pretty dope. Good shit. Yeah, I wanted to go real quick back to the obituary section. I just wanted to uh, make two uh, comments and everything. Uh, first, on the um, on the Glee actress, that's just just really really sad. And um, I mean, I I know how to swim, but I, I after hearing about like that story and then that WWE wrestler that uh, got sucked in the shore, I'm just paranoid to just be in open bodies of water now because it's just like it is it, just crazy how uh, I mean. You, you, that's that's just, just sort of happening. I mean, where I guess where your life vests. I mean, it doesn't matter if you're a good swimmer, strong swimmer, and everything. I mean, just I guess where your life vest is, is I guess maybe what to, to take from it. That's something I'm gonna probably always do now whenever I'm in an open body of water. And then with um, Grant from uh, MythBusters, one of the cool thing, uh, one of the little stories that they have about him is um, when they had that episode where they built like a, I guess a cannon. And everything oh, yeah. that that took place in Dublin at the uh, at Santa Rita like jail complex and everything where like the police academy is. Uh, they have like the bomb squad stuff there, and the the cannonball that they made actually left the grounds and, and uh, damaged. The, went, I think it hit a house and like fucked yeah, up someone's yeah. car. Damn. Yeah. They literally, oh, and they told us that during like uh, when when I was there that they almost had to shut down that entire um, facility because of that incident. Uh, there was something that was treated with like extremely seriousness that 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 happened. It was not expected for that that fucking projectile to just, I guess, take off like that, and hopefully uh, nobody got hurt and everything. Which is one of the the sort of um, what's it called folklore story stories that. Uh, 
is infamous with uh, myth, Mythbusters and everything. So. Yeah, so, yeah, uh, really, that, go so wait. See, like exactly what happened. Yeah, uh, going back to Naya though, where she, where the lake is, apparently there's a lot of like dead trees in the lake. And when they were searching for her body, there's issues for them trying to search because it, it one, it was really dark in the water because of all the like dead roots and whatnot. And they thought that she might have gotten caught and drowned in one of those roots. So it hasn't been specific, but so far the coroner has just said she died from drowning. So it's possible she could have got stuck in a, in one of the trees or one of the roots and couldn't get back up. That's crazy. Jesus yeah. Christ, man. Yeah, that, that that's awful. Where you guys want to, we got a, a whole list. Uh, sorry, we got started a little bit late uh, for those joining us. Uh, where do you guys want to go first? Uh, I, want, I want to talk about entanglement. I want to hear some of Prodigy's uh, feminist takes on <laughs> on uh, on this new vernacular that's been uh, deemed. Hold on, I guess. <laughs> Wait, hold on, hold on. You know that the Oathbreaker is an acolyte of the Church of Future, <laughs> so there's no feminist takes here. It's going to be all about bitches and hoes and <laughs> double slapping. That's all you're going to hear in the next time. The night. god of Dirty Sprite has spoken. She belongs to the fucking streets. Yeah. We, all know, yeah. we all know. No, I mean, here's the deal. Here's the deal. Uh, we, all, we all, even if you don't watch Jada's uh, life coaching red table or whatever it is, which I certainly don't watch on any type of regular basis. I've seen a clip here and there. Um, she had Will on there, and there there had been rumors uh, for a couple of weeks now about infidelity with her and some dude I had never heard of. I guess who is in the music business called August. Um, sure. She confessed on this show in front of Will that while they were in what she described as a break. Now, what that means, uh, it wasn't clearly as defined if that was a legal separation. It certainly wasn't a divorce, but what she described as a break, um, she had sex with this very young guy. I think he's the same age as, I think he's the same age as their 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 son. So yeah. she's in her forties and he's early twenties, I guess, somewhere in 22, 23, um, something like that. Uh, family friend and. She had sex with him, and uh, Will's face looked all uncomfortable, like it was a uh, pursuit of happiness. Times again. Um, the the thing about it is, is this, at least for me and my take, I, I don't see how this is something to celebrate <laughs> at all. It doesn't seem like anything positive for Jada. Like it wasn't it wasn't some Stella got her groove back situation, to, as far as I can tell. It seems like this guy. Uh, and again, who I wasn't there. It's hard for me to tell uh, more than you know what they were actually saying on this show. But it seems like this guy uh, is extremely young and vulnerable, and uh, got with one of his friend's moms. And usually that isn't appropriate. If Will had done it, we would have certainly had, uh, the internet would have certainly had a different take on it. I will say that definitively. I think there is a little bit of a double standard here, but it seemed real fucking messy, especially for someone who claims to be some life coach to be sleeping with her son's friend. Did you well, listen to the entire interview? Or? 
What's that? One time? One more time? Is it, uh, did you listen to the actual interview? Yeah, I, I did watch it. I did watch it. Okay, yeah, I got through about maybe like three quarters of it just because it was so weird. But the way yeah. he described it was that uh, he was going through, I guess, some mental sadness uh, and everything, and they invited okay. him in the home to take care of him. Yeah, mentally broken and stuff like that. And she, while taking care of him, trying to get his, his mentals right, decided <laughs> to just uh, take that care of his other needs and stuff. Yeah, and it was just really weird and awkward. And I, I don't know, you don't, you don't really know celebrities, no. uh, what happens outside of what you see on screen and, and what they let you see. But uh, I mean, the general sort of consensus and I'm not going to say that Will's a, a great person because, like I said, we don't know. I felt really bad for Will. Yeah. Uh, <laughs> it, uh, it was just really, really crushing to see him, like, it, I mean, for what it looked like, he really cares and still cares for her and stuff like it's that. His wife. And what? And what? why are these conversations have being have, like, taking place in a public setting? And, like, that just seems dysfunctional in itself. Like, if I'm having some issues... With like Lilo, or I assume same thing with you and Mishka and, and Blue and the Sweetness, Kronos came back, uh, Old Ninja, his right hand. Uh, <laughs> these, things, these things would happen like in the privacy of your own home. It's not like, all right, we need to just let everybody see our business out there because I think it's more important to work on the problem rather than to try to let everybody see and get ratings and clicks and, and sponsorage off of it. Did you see well, that at the end, end? At the end, I'm sorry, real quick. They, at the end, they did this weird like uh, a fist pound saying it's "bad marriage yeah. for life," and I was like, "How are you fucking proud of that?" Like, yeah, talking about they still got each other's back and stuff like that. I'm like, man, this seems so fucking fake and artificial. Like, this relationship's probably probably been over for years. I mean, but the other thing too, people made this leap, this this magical leap too. I saw the interview for myself. There's nowhere in there where either one of them is saying, oh, well, we had an open marriage, no big deal. But people are saying, oh, it was open anyway. I'm like, well, that's not the words that they used to describe it. I don't know. Sorry, Kronos, get in here. Yeah, hopefully the people... Kronos, can you hear us? Yeah, can you hear me? Of course not. See, this is what mm -hmm. happened. Yeah. Oh, you can? No, we can. Okay, yeah. hopefully the audience yeah, can hear yeah. me. I had to do like a bunch of changes. Anyway, um... Yeah, I mean, it's it's weird, but I'm not really surprised. I mean, look at the, their kids are really fucking weird. So are we really surprised that they're fucking, that, that they're weird at this point? I mean, seriously, like, I don't want to, if they want to be an open relationship where they both know, I guess that's cool. But it's also kind of fucking weird where, you know, uh, how did you brought this up? And it's something that's totally valid is that you have somebody that's in like, she's like in her late 40s and early 50s, right? Something like that. Mid she's gotta be. She's gotta be in her fifties, because I'm. In, I'm. I'm like fucking 40. forty. She's forty-eight. Oh, she's forty-eight. Okay, she's so she's in her late forties, and she's yep. fucking some dude that's her kid's age. And it's just like if if that was Will fucking a a a, a woman that was that young, that would have been a huge scandal. But the fact that it was Jada, like all of a sudden she gets a pass, you know, that's weird. But at the same time, I mean, if you want to go <laughs> do whatever you want, I mean, what happens in your bedroom, I guess, is up to you. It shouldn't be a big deal, but I mean, there's obviously if it was if it was the the roles are reversed, it'd been a much bigger deal, and I think that people need to recognize that. So I, I'll just leave it at that. Yeah. 
it, it, make, it, it makes everybody uncomfortable to see that level of dysfunction uh, in whatever type of weird marriage they have going on. But um, I'm not saying that he, he, he was not a minor. He was not like 17 years of age when this happened. So it's, it wasn't a pedophile situation. But as all of us being 40 year old men, you know, I mean, look, your kids' friends, even if they are adults, should be off limits. Like, like that's crossing a line. You know what I mean? But whatever. Bro, uh, all, uh, all I'm saying is that y'all just described the category in Pornhub, Bro. which I know half of y'all watch. That's, what, that's literally what this sounds like. Well, this it is sounds what... it sounds unbelievable, but it's like this is literally something that people consume out there. So it's like weird that a famous couple is doing this. Well, so I'm like, wait. To put things in context. When this dude was born, Jada was 25 years old. Yeah. Yeah. That's that that that's weird as fuck. Like, it, it you know, I'm 40, and to me, though, I can't relate to most people, especially a woman that is below the age of 30. Like, we don't got shit to talk about. You know what I mean? So, and we definitely ain't fucking. So, I mean, obviously, I'm in a relationship, but it's just like that shit to me is like it's weird as fuck. Like the 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 gap there is like very odd to me I, I i never understood um that whole thing like as i got older you know my, my taste changed to people that are my own maturity level and there ain't no fucking 23 year old on this goddamn planet that is at the same maturity as i am so Th think about the sun though if if you're Jaden with all his weirdness and the entire fucking world knows that your mom like really because they're still married cheated on your dad with your homie. Like, yeah. <laughs> that, that's the worst look ever. You don't trust your friend, number one. Yeah. You don't trust your mom, number two. And maybe you don't trust anybody on this planet no more. <laughs> you know what I mean? But what if the whole reason why this all happened was because August, I guess August and Jada was on like a red carpet or something like that. And people were taking pictures, which is fucking weird. Like, why would you take your side piece on the fucking red carpet or something like that? But also like, he talked about how he had a approval from Will to be able to sleep with his wife, and it's like, what the fuck? Like, because we always heard like Will and Jade have some like open relationship, and they do all kind of crazy things, and people kind of ran with that, and I guess they had to kind of clear the air until they did her red table talk, which is fucking ridiculous. But um, well, yeah, that's, is, that's where it's all kind of stemmed from. Well, this is what's sad to me is that you know, Will did all this stuff to like basically appease her in the past. This is all documented. They both talked about it, how she was just like, basically, or she gave up her, her career and then she was like, she wasn't happy, so he gave up his career for a long time to stay at yep. home. And, and they would do separate, um, separate holidays and shit like that. So it was just like, it seemed like a lot of it was like from her, like, it seemed like she didn't give up shit. And he, <laughs> and he gave up like a lot. You know what I mean? Like, yeah, yes. Don't get me wrong. She gave up part of her career for sure but it sounded from what i understood it sounded like that was something that she wanted to do anyway and then yeah. after the fact he gave up his career for like multiple years because she asked him and then she's the one that brought up let's do all this stuff separately and it's just like do you really want to be in a relationship with him because i mean i'm not a fucking therapist but it's like it doesn't really sound like you really want to be with the guy anymore so just why the fuck are you even still together I mean, just be honest with yourselves. If you're happy with somebody else, then be happy with. If if you're happy without them, then just be without them. Don't don't sit there and fuck like fuck around, and try to like use these mental backflips 
so you can have sex with somebody else because the person that you're with isn't making you happy. Stop trying to make, try, stop trying to mold them to make it, them the person that you want them to be. It's just gonna, in the end, it's gonna make Will a really bitter man, and he's gonna sit there and he, he's basically, you know, I forget the quote who the person said, but there's like, a lot of men live a life of quiet desperation, and that's mm-hmm. what I feel like Will Smith is going through right now. It's quiet desperation. Yeah. You can tell it in his face when he do these fucking interviews. It's just like. Just fucking break it off, man. Like, just fuck yeah. it. Just go your own separate ways. Well, the fact that they didn't call it an entanglement was fucking ridiculous. Like, yeah. she thought I was in an entanglement. Well, it was like, Jada, come on. Like, cut that bullshit. <laughs> like, you know the fuck you're in. You're in a goddamn relationship. And, like, he also mentioned how, I guess, he kicked, he said in the in his interview that he kicked her ass out or something like that. So, I'm like, what the fuck happened then? So I guess maybe he found out about it and kicked her out, but this... I think he said it was something like four years ago when that happened, so it, it, I feel like get, from the impression I got that they've been kind of separated for like four years now. We, we can pretend that they're a power couple, but they're, they're really not. No. This, this yeah. is not oh, Angelina no. and, and Brad Pitt. This Great is not point. Beyonce and, and Jay-Z. Will Smith is on a whole different stratosphere in terms of like his, his acting chops, his career, his celebrity, everything compared to her. So, I mean... I don't know if, if if they both agreed, yeah, we took time apart from our, our careers mutually. Like, come on now. Like, <laughs> <laughs> remember, remember we, we talked about this in a whole lot of detail when Aisha Curry was wilding out and, and talking super duper recklessly about how she wanted attention from other dudes and how Steph was getting all these thoughts in a, in a flurry because he's this superstar MVP and NBA player. Um, and and we, we talked bad about her, rightly so, because she was she was out of pocket for that shit. This is worse. This is way fucking worse. This is yes. emasculatingly worse for the husband who's a superstar. You gotta be on TV with the entire world knowing your wife is so desperate for dick that she's jumping on some twenty-one-year-old friend of your bo- of your sons. Yeah, that's fucking. That's so yeah. gross. Yeah. And like Will Will Smith is a funny guy. Now he like is forever now the butt of like people can just pull that card on him never yep and mm-hmm. he, he just has to shut up and, and take it like i saw 50 cent was clowning him <laughs> and he was just like fuck you 50 because you can't really say anything you can't say anything yo my my wife is out in these streets hoeing out just acting a fool and i'm supposed to be the funny dude and everyone's laughing like <laughs> hey, none- he should have stayed in West Philadelphia. Yeah. Yeah. <laughs> that's, the, that's how OJ went crazy. <laughs> shit, shit. <laughs> god damn. God damn. Oh okay. my god. All right. Um, where do, <laughs> Shit, that's hard to follow. Did anybody else see this Old Guard movie? Yes, I did. Anybody else? I saw it too. That's one on Netflix, right? Yeah. Yeah. Okay. Yeah, let's me, me, me and you, old ninja. Let, let's kind of tag team this one real quick. This one won't take Probably. too long. I heard the music was weird. Well, I heard the music was really weird. The the music actually yeah. to me was. I mean, it, it's kind of modern. It was maybe one of the best parts of it. I didn't actually flat out, uh, you know, all, no spoilers or whatever. But I didn't actually enjoy this one all that much. Um, I thought it was just okay, run of the mill. Uh, for an action movie some people were raving about it like it was on the level of 
John Wick or some best of the MCU kind of stuff. I think it's based on a comic, but it's it's nowhere close to that caliber for me. What do you think, Old Ninja? Um, this is definitely just a mediocre film for me. This had a lot of potential, and it felt like it kind of missed the mark, especially in the like three quarters in the film. I felt like the direction changed, and I'm like, this has to be an edit. And I felt like they literally edited to where the story kind of goes in a different direction. Because I guess they said they beat you over the head that they're going to have a sequel, pretty much. Yeah. And I'm like, okay, I I get it. But focus on your main thing, resolve your story, and then do your little MCU wannabe, we're going to tease a sequel type thing. It just kind of went, I don't know. I, I can imagine the people that really liked it just like the action because the action is stellar. It has great action scenes, but as far as the the story and their weak ass villain, like the, at first you don't even know who the hell the villain is, and then yeah. when you meet the villain, he's fucking weak as fuck. I'm like, there is no way that this dude is taking down Charlize. Like, there's no fucking way. Let me let me ask Kronos. Let me ask Kronos a question. I know you haven't seen it, but it just this this bothered me, and I had to like. It, it took me out of the movie. I had to basically get on my phone and just uh, do some bullshit-ass tweets. Okay, if you're on a military base and someone who is non-military personnel with no identification whatsoever to justify them being on that base, and they kidnap a Marine, is everything <laughs> going to be all good? No, no further, no loose ends? Everybody's going to be fine? And, and no. they knock out a few Marines as well. Oh, no. No, they would be... Uh... <laughs> First of all, coming out if it's a single person coming out of the base, yeah, that's virtually. Oh, they impo- still a Humvee too. Yeah, it's virtually impossible. I mean, <laughs> that's, like, that's literally you play Grand Theft Auto. That's six star. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> like, why do we have to keep everyone's playing Grand Theft Auto? We know how they. That's, like, yeah. that's an easy six. You can walk onto the military base, and that's like five and a half. And when you get like open up the jet cockpit. It's like they they send the Sams out. Well, you, yeah, stars. you wouldn't you really wouldn't even get off base. I mean, because like the yeah. like all like all the exits like if anything happens on a base, this happened when I was this is during nine eleven. Okay, so when nine eleven happened, I got to see like a base mm-hmm. actually get shut down. So like barricades mm-hmm. come up, nobody's going anywhere, and yeah. like and if somebody comes on base and tries to do like any kind of like offensive shit, they're gonna shut down the entire base, and all the guns are gonna come out and find you. And we're all gonna shoot you, so that's like <laughs> there's no there's no there's no good end to this. Like if you go on a base and do something like that, I want you I want you to know there, there's certainly superpowers in this. Like there are immortals or whatever, which can justify some stuff. You know, obviously I know it's not completely real world, but when I saw that bullshit of the military basically shrugging at someone, some civilian coming on base and kidnapping a marine and stealing a Humvee and attacking a military police, I was like, are you fucking kidding yeah, me? Yeah, no, that, that, that really wouldn't happen. <laughs> even on like a, even if you were like in a commune, which I was on a commune, but it's still, you're like, you're not gonna just waltz on base, kill some Marines, <laughs> and then like kidnap somebody and walk the fuck out. Like, that's, the, the chance that, was it like a team of people? Or like, even no, a team? No, that was single person. Yeah, no, not and they stole, person. they stole, so they kidnapped the person and stole the Humvee. And I was like, what? Yeah, I, I can't see it unless the guy was like fucking Superman. Like, I mean, there's no way you walk yes out of the no. Was he bulletproof? Well, yes. She, 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 has, she has immortality powers, 
But that to me, that was neither here nor there. It took me out of the movie because I was like, are you telling me the military just kind of said no harm, no foul and shrug? Readdressed it as well. They were just like, oh, well, this one Marine got kidnapped from this base. No big deal. No. Yeah. That, well, they just never go. Happened. They never go back to it. So. Yeah, it, it was bad. It, to me, the writing was bad, and it felt like early episodes of, even though, like, you know how Arrow had some pretty good action, but it was TV action, and this is a movie. I, I kind of hold it to a different caliber. This was certainly no better than you know an average season of Arrow when it comes to the action scenes, in my opinion. I give this like a six. Okay. Yeah. You know. What about yeah. you? Andrew? Yeah, I would definitely. I would definitely say this is definitely a six. Have anybody seen Palm Springs on Hulu yet? No. No, what is that one? The uh, Palm Springs is kind of like, it's a fun twist on the old school um, Groundhog Day. It has uh, Andy Samberg in it, where he plays a guy who's trapped in a oh. time loop at this wedding. And it also has uh, Kristen Milan T or something like that, that's her name. She's also in it, and she somehow gets stuck in it. But it's actually pretty funny because he's been stuck in his time loop for like a thousand like revolutions, and so like he talks about how his how he's been kind of coping in it, and like he's like mastered like because uh, it all takes place at this wedding. He's stuck at this wedding, so he like knows like everything that's about to happen, and like he just kind of if you had if you were stuck in a time loop, you'd probably do this too. But he started hitting on like all kind of chicks and stuff like that. But eventually he gets bored. Like, he can't die, so even if he kills himself, he just wakes up the next day back in the same bed in the morning. His, there's, like, situations with his girlfriend that happens. It's, it's really funny, and it's a great movie. It has to have, um, I have a pretty good list of uh, celebrities, and it also has J.K. Simmons, you know, uh, yeah, yeah. the guy who played uh, Spider-Man. J.J. Redemption. Yeah, he's up in there, and uh, the guy who plays Superman in the new D the CW Superman, he's also uh, in there. Which is kind of cool. Tyler, Tyler Hochin. Yeah, so I, I, I recommend it. It's really fun. I don't even like Andy uh, Samberg. I don't think he's really that funny, but he's actually pretty funny in this movie. So mm -hmm. I definitely say check that out. I would give it probably like a probably like an eight point five. It's actually pretty funny. Well, okay, that's high praise coming from Blue, especially the gems you'd be finding like that Destro, <laughs> which will be on Blu-ray soon. Oh, for uh, real? Yeah, it's about to be on Blu-ray. Uh, I don't. I think it's the end of the month. Something okay. like that. I only saw the, the the only episode I was able to find was that first one, which was that yeah. pilot. Which yeah, was, that's all they did. But it was well worth it, though. They gave you a little so sample, good. like okay, that's it, no more. Yeah. I guess. But now, what is I, this? Oh, I'm hoping it's worth buying. <laughs> What's this bullshit? Uh, it seems to me like bullshit. Maybe you guys disagree. What are they trying to do with Velma? So Vel Velma's now in canon lesbian on Scooby Doo. Huh? What? Yeah, I saw it too. Yeah, I'm just I like, uh, what? Since when? She's like the. Twenty twenty. Yeah. I don't know. I heard Scooby was trans. I, I'm I, just I, saying. Two thousand two movie Velma was supposed to be a, a lesbian, but she never came off that way. But I mean, I can see her being a lesbian, but. I don't know. I always, cause then I always assumed her and Shaggy like dated half. I think even in the cartoons they dated. They did sometimes, but you know, you know. Here's why this isn't really plausible or even believable for me. There's been like 60 years of Scooby history and shit, and my daughter's all into it now and whatever. So I've been watching some of the old ones. The the thing is this: if she is lesbian, not bi, 
How in the entire fuck are you around sexy ass Daphne all this time and not fucking licking your lips every single day talking about I want to munch that carpet? Cause Fred, every Fred second. is all up, Fred busting all up in there. I'm just saying, but she should be lusting after Daphne. Uh, she never probably seen that. We haven't, but she probably knows that she's off limits, so she wants to fire her new strange. Have you seen well, Daphne? This is the yes, I've seen Daphne. Well, this is the weird thing in the in the when I watched Scooby Doo as a kid, I thought they were all just like kind of ambiguous. Like I, I don't remember like yeah. there being any like real relationships. Like sort of with Daphne and Fred a little bit, but they were never like going on dates and kissing and holding hands and shit. You know, nobody mm-hmm. in the whole show had any sort of the the show was about fucking oh, it's shit. a mystery it's a mystery show so like i yeah. don't know why like nobody had like some kind of sexual thing that can i remember in the show and yeah. it, until i kind of injected now it's just like kind of weird it'd be like if if we, we assign uh like sexuality into like the care bearers like i'd be yeah. like <laughs> that was never but like, they weren't dating none of them were dating or the smurfs yeah. like even when we had smurfette smurfette wasn't fucking nobody you know what Dude, I mean? Smurfette was uh, made by Gargoyle, but Gargoyle. Yeah. It's just, it's yep. but, weird. but the bar- that Baroness on GI Joe was fucking everybody. Yeah, All them yeah. snakes. Oh around no, no, no! She was only fucking Deathstroke, and everybody knew if you fucking touched her, Deathstroke would cut your fucking head off. Well, she has some entanglements. No. You know she has some entanglements. <laughs> I think this is something. No, that, I... like the new generation doesn't really seem to understand today. Is that they, they like to assign all of these like gender roles and sexuality roles that are like, you know, sort of atypical in all these, you know, old shows and even new shows. But it's like, listen, when you're a kid, like you're not thinking about that kind of stuff. Like you, no. you're just you're not. Nah. So all the, these shows are, are geared toward towards kids. And I don't think yeah. sex of any form should be geared towards them. So I don't I don't really yeah. want them to be interested in like all this sexual stuff until they're like a little bit older. You know, and like towards yeah, their teenage yeah. years, not in their early years, because it's it's very confusing. You know, I, w- I will say yeah. there are a few few slight exceptions, even from back in the day, and they never show this anymore. But remember, Pepe Le Pew was a horny motherfucker. Yeah, that is true. But it was also yeah. it was like, he's rapey too, though. So let's not you know that's not a great example because he was super rapey. No, I I, I agree. I'm just <laughs> saying, <laughs> yeah. that's why they don't show it. I'm yeah, just, they, yeah. They, they, they they've, they've t- completely eliminated him from all old Warner Brothers, kind of like the racist Disney past. But I'm just saying, we, we've seen a, a small minority of characters that did have some sexuality. Um, yeah. But the overwhelming majority, you're absolutely right, they didn't have any, you know? But but I will say, I've seen a few at more, more modern adaptations where Fred and Daphne have been a couple. I, I think maybe even in the latest Scoob movie and a, and a few other oh, well, Even cartoons. before that, there was a, when they did their crossover with Johnny Bravo, like they were caught making out. Okay, Which is but it's still been it's still been super lightweight, and and again, the Velmas have every opportunity to be lusted after Daphne at, at, or other women, and we've just never seen it on screen. Yeah, and let, let me be uh, well, I guess a little bit more fair here is that um, I think that as kids get older, they should be at least told about you know different sexualities and I guess different genders now because they exist, you know. But at the same time, it's like stop if you're not comfortable with a kid knowing about a man and a woman fucking you know at a certain age and they should not be comfortable with a woman and a woman fucking or woman whatever the fuck gender you happen to be fucking so i I think we need to draw the same exact distinction there 
is that when you talk about sexuality, it's that that line should be universal of like when they should be learning about this kind of stuff. Just because somebody might happen to be, you know, in the LGBTQ plus whatever community doesn't mean that they get a pass to teach my kids about their sexuality earlier in life than when they would normally get taught about sexuality. So let, let's let's have yeah. a standard on when we want to teach. Because I don't, I don't want like a six-year-old to be learning about sex. I, you know, I, I don't think it's appropriate at that age. I want them no. to understand there's different sorts of people out there, but I don't yeah. I, I don't want them to be interested in what the fuck they're doing at home with another person. Like that that's none of their business at that point. And it, it, they don't have the the intellectual context to understand what is going on at that point. And I think if somebody wants to argue that with me then you're you're living in a different like place. Like yeah. you don't understand how kids work. You probably don't have kids. <laughs> Yeah. 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 I, I just realized that Scooby Doo was a Great Dane. That's all I, I really figured out. Yep. I was like, okay, I know I know what kind of dog he is or whatever. Yep. Crappy, I guess, was his cousin or yep. I, yeah. Yep. I, I didn't know the, the family relation, but then it changed in 2011 because I found out Brie Olsen uh, during the Pornhub parody and Bobby Starr. <laughs> That Daphne and Wilma were definitely lesbian. Or, and, uh, I'm sorry, Velma. And then uh, who else? It was uh, Evan Stone was also. I think Evan Stone played Shaggy. That was in 2011. That was that was way back. But it, it's, it's a classic film. Classic, classic parody film. I will say this too. Is, the one thing that we know of constant is that uh, Shaggy and Scooby are fucking potheads. Yeah, hundred percent. Which is also something you don't understand until later on. Yeah, exactly. Yeah, yeah. It's like one of those and, and I'll tell you this though, if you watch Pixar, you know you're an ass guy. Even even as a little kid, you're gonna see Miss Miss Elastic on that uh on that uh, Pixar's uh, The Incredibles and you're gonna be like, God damn, that is a fascinating woman. You know? Yeah. <laughs> maybe 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 age ten and above. I don't know. I don't know. But but yeah, no you, you don't need to go down too far down the rabbit hole. But I will say this though, um there are some cool comics that get into kinda more T for teen and up uh, subject matter with Scooby-Doo. I think the, uh, the Scooby-Doo apocalypse stuff was super fun. And it was like a modern twist on this 1960s, uh, these 1960s characters. For that, I wouldn't be as mad at, at some uh, additional relationships, but uh, I don't know, man. This this is kind of a stretch to me. Yeah, it looks like James Gunn tried to make the Velma character gay in the 2001 Scooby-Doo movie. The live action ones? Uh, yeah. But, I'm reading but about it, it right now. Man. But he failed, though. <laughs> oh, yeah. He definitely did. The, the girl who plays Velma uh, in that film, she's, is, um, she's in that movie Dead to, uh, Dead to Me. Yeah, the, the show. She's she also, the crazy girl. Yeah. She's also in the MCU. She's Hawkeye's wife. Oh, she's, yeah, yeah. She still true, looks pretty yeah. good for you know her age. Oh, absolutely. Yeah. Stitch, what's going on with the skins? Oh, oh wow. Well, yeah, since... Um, since us as people of color, we've demanded for um, equality and um, uh, defunding the police and making sure that uh, police brutality ends. Uh, we've been offered the opportunity to paint the sidewalk with chalk and uh, <laughs> other things that we didn't fucking ask for. <laughs> like here, we, we just Uncle Ben's off, off the or box of rice. We, we know you're mad about cops whooping your ass and shit in the streets for no reason, choking you out, but. Look at this new logo for this maple syrup. Like, so along, yeah. along those lines, <laughs> they've decided to uh, 
I guess, all aboard the train. So they decided now was the right time to change the name for the Washington uh, Redskins football team. Um, that name goes back way, way back in the day. And um, I could bore us with a bunch of historical stuff, but it's, it's, we all know the, the term Redskin is a slur. Um, I, I listen to a lot of sports radio, like on my time off and uh, when I'm like driving around and, and just hearing like people just try to defend this, the name just because it is what it was and blah, blah, blah. And it's, it's ridiculous cancel culture it and everything. It is what it was. It, it's, <laughs> it, it's, it's fucking ridiculous. I mean, and yeah, there are other examples and maybe those things will be uh, addressed in the future with the, with the names Indian Chiefs and, and other um, college mascots and everything. But um, with with Native Americans, and I, I have a good number of Native American friends, uh, our friend BJ, his brother, uh, D-Train, they're all Native Americans uh, from Louisiana. They from uh, legit family lineage is Native American. So I've, I've talked with them about some of these issues just because, I mean, not, we, I guess we all do have some, maybe some Native Americans friends sprinkled between us, but I think oh, a yeah, lot of majority of people around the United States don't. Well, because so they, they got I, fucked. They're, so this is like, when people talk about like African-American problems, I'm like, yeah, we have problems, like a lot of stuff. Don't get me wrong, I don't want to like minimize that. But Native Americans are still getting fucked to this day. Like, at, at levels that they kind of surpass our levels. You know what I mean? Like, if you look at like... like they, were, they were black from getting their, their stimulation, stimulus, stimulus checks. Stimulus checks, yeah. And they weren't getting PPE, they're, they're dying at higher rates for COVID-19. And they, they got all their land stolen, and they got put on shitty land, and that shitty land they're on, they can't even fucking drill into for fucking water. And it's just like, what the fuck? And you want to continue to, like, shit on them by, like, calling them... And don't get me wrong, you, well, you know what's disturbing to me is that, you know, I'll watch these conservative news channels, and they'll be like, oh, we have, you know, th look at these three Native American people that are saying, yeah, Redskins' names are okay. But it's like, but for the vast majority of them, it's not okay. You know, and it's and it's not okay with me. Like, listen, it, it'd be it'd be like if you had the uh, the Washington Negroes, or the, yeah. the Washington Blackies, or Darkies, or something like that's not yeah. okay to call them. You know, like it's, yeah. call call it a different name, another Native American name. It's, it should be fine. Yeah, yeah, and, and even with like the lesser version of it, with like Cleveland Indians and stuff like that, it's like they're not Indians. Would we? <laughs> we and what? Even if like they were to create like a a hockey team up in Seattle and call it like the Seattle Koreans, like we would be like, ah, yeah. that's that's not right. And people would be like, oh well, it's not offensive. And why why do we need to make a group of people like a mascot? Like I, I don't understand, don't really understand that, and like force it upon them. And uh, especially with with the Indians, they they did go back and change a lot of their caricatures of like their logos with Chief Wahoo. And stuff. If anybody's seen like Major League, the movie, it's like a caricature, almost like a Jim Crow blackface. Yeah. Yes. Uh, yeah. Um, with that, it, except it's a Native American version with just a, a Indian with a big cheesy, cheesy smile and, and everything. And um, a lot of sports franchises have been doing things to take down some of that imagery. Uh, the names are still there for teams like the Braves, uh, Chiefs, but there's been a lot of talk, and I think would rightfully so, about stopping people from coming to these places in uh like headdresses and and um appropriating their culture and in an in sort of an embarrassing drunken way and I, I'm, I'm all for that even though i'm not native american we've talked about this before in terms of like being able to empathize with other people's uh fights 
in terms of what they're being discriminated or how they might find something offensive. It, the term, the name Redskin doesn't offend me or Cleveland Indians doesn't offend me personally, but I understand that, yeah, it's a, it's a fucked up name and it's got to go. It should go. It's, we shouldn't be referring to people that are sports teams like that. It's something that we can get rid of. Yeah, I mean, recently, like in the past like couple of months, it's difficult. To, I don't like calling people white or black anymore. Because, like, none of us are white or black. My skin is not black. It's fucking clearly brown. And people that we call white, their skin is, is pale. Unless you're an albino, you're not fucking white. And so I don't understand why we still use these terms to call each other. Like, it, it's really weird to me. Like, I I think it needs to just go... It's it, You know what's weird to me? We, we don't call Native American people red. And we don't call Asians yellow. Meanwhile... Society is okay with calling people black and white. Why is that? Yeah, I always like the joke that says that like, with black people, when you're born, you're black. When you're when you're when you can't breathe, you're black. When you die or when you're sick, you're black. And blah blah blah. But with white people, when you're born, you're white. But when you're when you're when you can't breathe, you're blue. When you're mad, you're red. When you're <laughs> sick, you're green. It's like you want to call us color when you go through all these multiple colors. It's like. I always uh, thought that was funny. That is from Dick Gregory. Mm -hmm. Is it really? Yep. Yes, it was from Dick Gregory. Uh, real, real quick, um, a big F you, fuck you, goes out to uh, the former Washington Redskins owner, and, and now whatever their new name is, uh, this Dan Snyder. I think I have that right. right? Oh, uh, but he's still uh, the owner. He's, not, yeah, he's, still, he's still the yeah, owner. Yeah, still the owner, but the, the name is what I mean. What, yeah, yeah, by yeah, format. Okay. Um, fuck him. He, he, he had heard the calls for this name change for literally decades. He didn't do shit until corporate, and I shout out to some of these corporations, FedEx was one of them, said, mm, not in this day and age, uh, not after all these protests, we don't want our corporate brand associated with this Washington football team unless you change the name. And because his money was fucking threatened, he decided to get a conscience about this this racist ass name um so i'm not letting him off the hook i'm not patting him on the back or stroking his fucking dick about th this name change it was purely out of selfish uh financial reasons that he's he's willing to do this it was the right thing to do 10 15 20 years ago and uh and there has been controversy about it for decades and finally he caved in because his money was threatened Fuck him. On a little side note, the Redskins were the last uh, NFL team to integrate in terms of having an African-American player on their roster. It was something like 15 years or something. It was some ridiculous time frame when they actually had a, uh, a black person on their roster. Uh, ironically, though, they did have the first black quarterback to win a Super Bowl in Doug Williams in the like 80s. Yeah, 83. But, yeah. you know, but, but so, oh, what's amazing, too, and I'm glad you bring that up, Stitch, DC is has been always, or not always, but for the last fifty years, known as Chocolate City for a fucking reason. <laughs> yeah, it's yep. a black ass city. Like for those who don't understand the demographics, yes, you have you know the White House and Congress and all that other stuff, but the the district itself, it's it's black as hell. You know what I mean? It's a lot like Atlanta or Baltimore or something. So is you it know. your most northern HBCU? No, they're, they're uh, Pennsylvania. No. Has them. Yeah. Oh, okay. Isn't uh, isn't there one in New York? In New York State? There might there might be a small one. I don't know. I'm not yeah. sure. But oh, at okay. least Pennsylvania. So. Like the major one. The major ones, though, right? Yeah. yeah. No, Howard. Because well, DC, DC has Howard. 
Howard's the, the huge one, so. Well, yeah, that's what yeah. I'm talking about. He's, yeah. Yeah. The, the other thing I wanted to bring up, too, and I didn't realize this, but I kept seeing it, um, for the Chicago hockey team called the Blackhawks, oh, I guess that's yeah. named after one individual Native American human being and not a okay. tribe or, or anything like that. And so I would love to ask some more Native people if they feel that that is a tribute to that individual or if that is still yeah. an offensive thing. I think maybe maybe that's it, it all goes in the same bucket. I don't know, but I just heard about, about so about. Oh, sorry, Grant. Uh, I was gonna say what I talked to Stitch about before we went live is uh, piggybacking off what uh, the Oathbreaker is talking about. I think DC should go into their history books, find out what natives that used to live in that area, and either name in their team to attribute the natives there or take the language and take the word some word that means strength or warrior or something like that and use that for the new team name that way they can technically keep their mascot logo but then have the even, name reflect i believe i feel something positive not even the mascot is is semi-racist just because yeah. it's depicting a, a native american having red skin so well, the, the the actual logo itself is not. I don't, I don't want us to piggyback on that. That, yeah. that was actually depicted after a very honorable uh, Native American person. And uh, oh yeah, yeah, I read the article with him. He's actually really yeah. honored to be on that logo. Yeah. He like he's he was yeah, super. Uh, I don't know yeah. if he's still alive. I don't know. I don't know if he's alive, he, but it, it was something designed. It was like a very uh, really prestigious person that the actual physical face logo was. And yeah, so it's most, literally most like a, a portrait. That. Yeah, most people don't have a problem with that actual logo, with the actual name itself. Uh, but also, I mean, sports names have changed over time. Uh, you know, with Stanford, Stanford always wasn't the Cardinal. Um, that that name was uh, was it? It was Indian. Or yeah, so, or? yeah, yeah. Like um, uh, St. John's used to be Redmond. Uh, that was changed. And then approximately maybe like 10 years ago, there was a, a sweeping swarm of names that were changed. My school's uh, arch rival in uh, Louisiana Monroe, they were the Indians. They changed their name to Warhawks. And uh, they were going sort of uh, place by place with different mascots and changing them around. Two interesting notes though, is Central Michigan, their mascot is named the Chippewas. And what they did specifically was they spoke with members of the Chippewa tribe and asked, hey, going to be offensive how would you like us to handle this in the future and i guess members from their tribe said uh we're fine with you keeping the name but we just don't want any like crazy imagery no cartoonish type images etc cetera, etc cetera. so they have a working relationship with the community up in central michigan also the florida state seminoles which is probably one of the most famous college football teams out there they uh work hand in hand with Seminole tribe down there and um they are complete. They, as a tribe, were completely fine with Florida State keeping that name, and didn't find anything offensive with things that they do specifically. They personally are one of the college football programs that I, I kind of admire, just with some of the traditions and the way they honor uh, their Native American history in that area, um, with the whole um, forest and the the, the uh, putting the spear into the ground and stuff. It, it, everything that they do is is in a real respectful way. And um, a lot of colleges were just like, we're done with this imagery. Um, and some of them decided to keep it. I think Miami of Ohio used to be something that was kind of borderline offensive. Even Syracuse, I think before they came the orange, they were, they were the orange men. 
and everything, and they, they ended up changing. So this whole stuff it, about always oh, been that is way the for a man, long time. Wait, is that for President Trump? They're the orange men? Orange dicks. So this whole tradition thing, these colleges have been around a lot longer than these professional teams. And they were able to just be like, yo, this shit's got to go. That's fine. We'll change it. And they're, they're fine. So, so saving this whole stuff about like, oh, we're, we're losing a piece of our history. We're forgetting where we came from, et cetera. No, that's bullshit. <laughs> For real. All right. Where do you guys want to go? Sorry, I've been I've been switching up the topics on you. But go ahead. Okay. Someone was asking. I was talking to somebody. Um, what do we have on the list here? Uh, you want to do the Ubisoft games? Yeah, yeah, yeah. Let's go to Ubisoft. Oh yeah. Um, I totally forgot about that. So yeah, Ubisoft did. It wasn't a state of play. I forget the name of their actual. I think it was Ubisoft Ford or some shit like that. They mm -hmm. have these silly names now. But basically, what we're getting now is the remnants of what used to be E3. Um, <laughs> they're all. You know, they already had all this footage put together for E3, but then COVID nineteen happened. The fucking world ended. They need to have something to do because they're still making games. The games are already made at this point in time. We already know this. They take years to make at this point in time. So um, Ubisoft Ford or whatever the fuck they happen to call it was uh, it was I liked it. Uh, they showed um, Watch Dogs Legion. They showed Hyper something. Escape. Hyperscape. They showed Assassin's Creed Valhalla, not Valhalla, uh, Vikings, and they showed uh, a quick cinematic clip. Of Far Cry 6, which we'll get into later. So, I thought it was Valhalla. Was it Valhalla? I thought it was Vikings. Mm -hmm. yeah. Is it called Valhalla? Valhalla. Oh, okay, mm -hmm. well, it's yeah. fucking Vikings. Yeah, Valhalla with the Vikings. Yeah. yeah. Right. <laughs> I was like, I was pretty sure I was right. Some of the fucking V, Norse people. Mm -hmm. Anyway, um, I was pretty impressed with with what was shown. Uh, the when I saw the Watchdogs thing, uh, I'm I was already interested in getting it because I'm a huge fan of Watchdogs, even when Aiden was the the original protagonist, you know, and then we went into the, uh, the, the, the black guy, what was his fucking name? Shit. Oh, shit. Marcus. Was it Marcus? Yeah. Something like Marcus, that. Marcus, yes. Yeah. Right. And it was in the Bay Area, yeah. so the game was dope. Yep. Yeah. We all were like, oh, we know where all these places are, and shit like that. It was a great game. Um, but this one, Legion, seems really interesting because basically, you can take over, you can recruit and be pretty much any NPC in the game. Ooh. And you can, like, recruit them into DedSec, to infiltrate and you know take the city of London back um, from you know the the main bad people, and it just seemed really cool because all the NPCs have like, their own backstories and their own like strengths and weaknesses. So like they were showing like an old lady that's like an old, old well hold on they showed like a person that was like a cab driver and a person that was basically fucking John Wick. I was like holy shit like he was doing serious John Wick shit in this. And they had like this really cool like short movie by like some director I didn't know of, but it was seemed really cool, you know. Um, I'm definitely interested in that. Uh, did you guys see the the Watch Dogs Legion deal? Yeah, I, I saw part of that. I saw part of what you were talking about. How like any character that you come into will have their own strengths and weaknesses and different stats, and then and they but then they showed there was like literally hundreds of people in one area, and I'm like. How the hell they're gonna manage this? And then I, I, I figured they had this little trick on doing it. But like, I think you can recruit more than one person at a time or something like that. Like you can literally have like a small army running with you, and if they die, like something unique happens or something like that. Uh, I, I forgot. I've toned out at that point. But it looks super crazy. Like, 
it looked like you were hacking people at one point, but you're really just recruiting them. It's pretty interesting. Yeah, it was the same deal as in like the uh, other games where you use your phone to like hack their phones and like get more information about them, so you can see their stats before you decide to recruit them, which is pretty cool. Yeah, I, I, I saw it. It looks certainly interesting. This is, I believe, still dropping this fall, though. Like, yeah. this is a launch next-gen title? Yes. Okay. I'm, 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 on, I'm on board. L let me ask you this, though. Did you, are, if you had to pick between this one and Valhalla, which one impressed you more? Uh, uh, I think as far as, like, new stuff, probably Watch Dogs. I mean, Legion, I'm, I'm going to buy both the games, so, but, uh, you know, Assassin's Creed, there, there's a lot of new mechanics are in the game, but I think, but the fact that you can take over, like, any NPC, like, potentially, and recruit them into your own, like, little gang, is pretty fucking dope. Mm-hmm. Yeah, for me, it's kind of, it's kind of a toss-up, uh, be be between the two, but I, I will say I, I'm interested. I didn't play Watch Dogs 2 still, so I, I might, uh, jump into this one. I like the, the London setting, but the one that I can't wrap my head around is the hyperspace, which I believe is Ubisoft's Battle Royale one, and that just seems like a really crowded space right now. Well, I wasn't, with, you know, Fortnite and, and Call of Duty and then obviously Apex. Well, it wasn't clear to me if it was like a, a traditional battle royale or you were just happened to be in like a VR like instance of what would be a battle royale in the game. So that's huh. what I wasn't really clear on. They probably have a battle royale component to it, but I don't think that it's pure battle royale from what I saw from the video, but I could be totally wrong. Okay. Uh, I mean, I'm on a I'm on one of these websites right now, just trying to look at. I mean, they're describing it as Ubisoft's new fast-paced battle royale shooter. Okay, well, yeah, I could uh, be wrong. Hundred-player battle royale, one winner. That. Eh, but it had a story, like a, like a solid. It has like an actual story, so that's where it's like, I don't. How are they gonna do that? I mean, we'll maybe, see. Maybe it's a mode. I don't know. Maybe, yeah. I don't know, but but I'm telling you this. I just feel like battle royale as a concept is. Unless you are really going to come in and and uh, knock it, blow everybody's socks off, all these other people that have invested hundreds of millions of dollars into making their battle royale games the best that there could be, it, it's a pretty high bar to to come in there and uh, dominate and and kick out the big three or four. Yeah, I mean, I, I totally yeah. agree. It's, it's a space that you're likely not going to get any sort of foothold in. Yeah. Yeah, it's weird to me now because everything, almost every big franchise has freaking Battle Royale. Even Battlefield has Battle Royale. Yeah, but Battlefield I mean, had Battle Royale before Call of Duty. Well, I mean, but let's be totally honest. I mean, the number one Battle Royale game right now didn't start out as a Battle Royale game. Oh, yeah, yeah, for sure. It started off as like a single-player game that nobody bought, and they made it into a Battle Royale game that's like taking over the world. So we could be totally yeah, wrong. And, it could be dope. In fact, the game that was ahead of it that had more players was PUBG. Yeah. PUBG yeah. was the game that everyone was talking about, and then Fortnite just like overtook it. Yeah. So. Yeah. But it just it, it still feels super crowded, super crowded. And here's the other thing too, Apex uh, came out what was it, a year or two ago, and that yeah, one twenty nineteen got some shine, and and it people sure still did. enjoy that one. Mm -hmm. I don't think it's surpassed Call of Duty or Fortnite in terms of, of views and streams and whatnot, you know, over the long term. But I don't know. It, again, 
super crowded. And I don't hear anything about Battlefield's Battle Royale at all. Not so. anymore, but I mean, I played it. It's fun, but it's very, it's weird because Call of Duty's Battle Royale is very similar to Battlefield's, yeah. like with the whole gas thing and everything. But the map is, I think Battlefield's map is probably a little bigger. Yeah, a little bit. Well, that's how way Battlefield's always been. I mean, what what I yeah. want to see, I want to see Unreal come back with like their fucking shots. At, that'd at be Kansas nice. Again. I, I don't know. That'd I, be that'd be fun. Unreal has been taking so much time away from like actually building games and just making engines. I'm like, listen, we are ready, especially with the next gen coming out. We're ready for a new Unreal, and they basically missed an entire generation. They missed several, almost two generations. I mean, they, they have one yeah. on the PS3, but they they missed nothing on the PS4. You know that that's at least at least eight years we've had no new Unreal, and this exactly. is a game that if, if you're a gamer, um, without Unreal you would have no Halo, without Unreal oh, you, you would have no fucking Gears of War. You would have a whole shitload of games, dude. Without Unreal you probably wouldn't have most current first-person shooters. Really? Yeah. yeah. I mean, most if you play almost any first-person shooter, most of their modes are derivatives of Unreal, yeah. pretty much. Well, that's just that's facts. So. Yeah, it's, I think I think I have I have an Unreal with me right now. I hold on, let me grab this. Uh, I, I got a <laughs> like, let, me, let me let me pause this this podcast yeah. while he's doing that. Uh, Far Cry Six. You wanted to someone wanted to bring it up. Well, right? let, well let, let, let's go to uh, Assassin's Creed Valhalla. Okay, because that that one looked pretty fucking dope. Um, I didn't finish um, not Origins but Odyssey because. It was glitchy as fuck. I'll try it again in a couple of weeks to see if they patched it, that fixed it, because this is literally the game where I bought a whole new PS4 Pro because yep. I thought my PS3, my PS4 normal one was fucked up, and I had the same glitches on my PS4 Pro. But the game was good up until I get glitches. But um, Valhalla looks really good because they put in a, a bunch of different um, gameplay changes. So first first of all, you, you, have, you lead like a, a raid party, and you can raid entire little settlements and take them over and get the resources they also revamped the, the combat system to where you can basically dual wield anything including mm -hmm. shields yeah. so i think that's a really interesting mechanic um i think building up your own settlement by raiding other settlements is a really cool mechanic you know and the, and the game just and you can play as you know a man or a woman again and it's interchangeable just like in a, in odyssey which i think is is uh is really cool yeah, uh, I, I'm, what I'm proud of Ubisoft on uh, when it comes to the Assassin's Creed franchise, they used to have this franchise uh, on an annual basis, very much like Call of Duty or 2K or Madden, and they've shown a lot of restraint by uh, taking their time, taking a year off, uh, and, and, and saying, okay, we've come up with new mechanics, something fresh, uh, we're not just using, you know, uh, basically uh, recycling maps and giving you the same experience it uh, over and over and over again. So uh, I'm giving them props. It looks it looks interesting. Odyssey and Origins uh, were some of my favorite. Although I do need to go back and finish uh, Black Flag. I think I might do that at some point. It's super dirt cheap, but um, I'm excited. I, I I do love Assassin's Creed games. So I'm on board. What do you think, Stitch? I, was showing uh, I, I think definitely think I'm. Remind me? No, no. Uh, I definitely think I'll, I'll be picking this one up for sure. Uh, I take like little mini breaks in between the uh, Assassin Creed um, lines of games that come out, but uh, I'm down for to play some Viking stuff. I didn't. I don't think I watched too much 
into it just because I knew I was I was gonna pick it up. But um, it looked really interesting. Graphics look really clean, and uh, like Carlos said, the uh, the gameplay stuff looks looks pretty badass. I saw that there was like real. There was like a lot of blood. It seemed like way more mm-hmm. blood than in previous games, and there was dismemberment and beheadings. And I don't remember yeah. that ever being in Assassin's Creed. I remember like you can stab the shit out of people, but motherfuckers weren't losing arms uh, and legs and shit. Uh, well, what got me was in Assassin's Creed, Creed, Assassin's Creed Three. You were lynching people, like you were doing that that whole rope dart oh, thing. Yeah. I was just hanging people from the trees. I was like, this is some real shit. <laughs> I mean, kind of low key enjoying it or whatever. He was, he was going, <laughs> you were going full Django. Where's every white person yeah. in this game? Y'all getting hung. <laughs> I was making I was making Christmas trees with those soldiers. <laughs> gotcha. <laughs> oh, yeah, I, I, I'm on board. Uh, the other thing that's kind of interesting, like literally tomorrow, an Assassin's Creed like game drops. Are, 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 the reviews are solid for Sucker Punch's Ghost of Tsushima, which I know is set in Japan, not uh, Valhalla Viking Land. But um, are, are, are you guys interested in it? The reviews seem very solid. Yeah, I pre-ordered it uh, the other day. But yeah, I'll get it on the 17th. Whatever day it launches, I think it's the 17th or whatever. Um, yeah, I'm looking forward to because, I mean, Sucker Punch games, they're, they're good games. And they're usually... They're, I like the games, their games, because they're not impossible to platinum. Like, I hate games that you have to do all this fucking stupid bullshit to platinum. Like, if I do something where I have to like, literally play a certain part of the game like 20 times to get a fucking or more than that to get a platinum i'm like nah fuck that that ain't me but in, in these games they make it relatively sane to platinum seems yeah seems fair I, I, the other thing is and i i went back i only played it because it was a launch title but i really enjoyed even infamous second son in seattle with oh, all the stuff that. that was going yeah. on and the, yeah uh, i thought that was cool yeah. and the dlc dlc was great too first light yeah yeah with the girl and the lightning girl so uh, this seems like a huge departure for them, but you know, if you got great reviews, I'll, I'll give this a, a fucking chance. And it seems like it's, I don't know, mid '80s or something on Metacritic, so I'll probably pick it up at some point. But I feel like my backlog is still fucking growing. What about you, old ninja? Um, I mean, it looks okay, but I'm I'm really just not I'm not feeling this game for some reason. I don't know what it is. It's just like it just doesn't interest me i mean it looks cool and all but to me it kind of looks the like the shakiro shadows that is twice game i know they're not the same game but they just look like kind of the same but i mean i'll wait to see like what people think when they play with it either you know if it's really good or whatever i might buy it later but right now i'm really i'm still enjoying last of us 2 because i'm on my second playthrough mm. and uh catching up on some of my backlog of games before i buy anything new but this from what I understand, this might be the one of the last few AAA titles until, like, the craziness happens in the fall. So, we'll see, I guess. When do we get the new consoles? Is it November? Yeah, November. I think both are in November. We, we don't yeah, have a solid date, though. No. But for me, here's, here's the thing. There's no way in shit that they're going to miss Black Friday. So, oh, yeah, we don't no. have to be before Black Friday, but we don't know exact dates. Well, I mean, the weird thing is that, I mean... Black Friday is easy for sales, right? Yeah. These consoles are not going to be on sale. I mean, they'll they'll be for sale, but definitely yeah, not so on not yeah. on a they sale. They're not going to be discounted. No, you're going to yeah. pay full fucking price. Mm-hmm. True, but but I, I still feel like there's so much shopping that goes on that weekend. I I, I can't conceive. Will there? Yeah, I don't. Well, honestly, I don't think there will be. 
Will there this I, year? Here's I the mean, thing. Even even during tough times, there's still more shopping that goes on that weekend than mm. usually any other time of the year. Honestly, so so I'm, I'm, I'm gonna Negro Domus this for you, okay? Black Friday and Cyber Monday are going to have the lowest sales in probably the last ten years. The lowest sales in the past ten years. That that may that may be uh, that may be accurate. I still think that they're the consoles will be out uh, before then. Well, yeah, so, sure, but I just don't think that you know people are listen. Our economy right now is fucked, <laughs> and people are literally like next month. I expect there to be a serious issue with mass um, evictions, and yeah. I don't know what the fuck is going to happen next month when people start actually start evicting people. There's gonna be a serious problem that, you know, that's something we have to come to comes to gri- come to grips with, because don't get me wrong, I really want to pay the fucking play the fucking PS5, but if people start getting mass evicted, especially here in California, and they get kicked out in the streets, like, I don't really at that point I don't really give a shit about a fucking PS5, like yeah. I'm I'm worried about me and my family, because it's just gonna get fucking Agreed. really fucking weird like really quick. I hope that it doesn't get to that point. I hope that the the U.S. government stops doing these stupid ass. Um, small stimulus checks to people and large loans to uh, corporations, you know, and I, I hope that they start helping people because, I mean, if you can't pay for nothing, I mean, this is going to be devastating to the gaming industry. It's going to be devastating yeah. to every single industry, you know, so people right now, are, they're out of work. I mean, shit, fucking Blue's out of work right now. Yeah. You know, I just took yeah. a gigantic fucking pay cut, this paycheck. Yeah. This is the first time I got paid less, I got paid less than $2,000 on my paycheck for the first time I can't even fucking remember the last time I got paid less than $2,000 in a paycheck. I honestly can't. Yeah. You know? I really can't. Definite definite, uh, hard economic times. There's no fucking doubt about it. Um, And nobody has a crystal ball either because it it certainly looks like it's going to more than likely get worse. Infections Mm -hmm. are up in all these places. I mean, we haven't even talked about the Rona because it's so depressing. We used to do the Rona report at the top of the show. But well, it, it's it was still going, fucking raging. Well, it was going down for a while. That's why we kind of stopped talking about it. But I mean, now, sorry to like pivot off the like, off of gaming, but I mean, honestly, I we're talking about gaming. This is something we wish for. You know, I mean, obviously, you know, we know we're gonna get Ghost of Tsushima because that's coming out like re- you know relatively quickly. But as far as like the next gen of gaming, it's just like, I'm it's it's really fucking iffy for me right now. Like the the coronavirus in in America has gone up so incredibly high in a, you know with cases and people are still giving the same bullshit excuses of oh we, we don't need masks or and giving like new excuses for like we're not wearing masks oh it's gonna it, I'm gonna inhale car- carbon monoxide motherfucker you don't exhale carbon monoxide so how the fuck are you gonna inhale it from ex- you exhale fucking CO2 and it goes through the fucking mask how are you so stupid if somebody can operate on a fucking human body for eight plus hours wearing a mask, how the fuck can you not wear for for fucking thirty minutes going to a goddamn grocery store? Like seriously. The, the, the greatest example is from the world of fucking furries. They are doing hardcore yeah, orgy ass wow. sessions, full uh, fucking furry costumes. Here we, we go. It, we know about it. If they can fuck looking in their full furry costumes, then you can wear a mask at, at uh, Walgreens. You know it. So all I can say is probably by November, cannibalism will probably be on the rise in the U.S. 
and then it'll probably be just about a month and a half before the zombies start Wait, coming around. You, you forgot about the so, birds. Maybe a, a moment we're gonna have a fucking bird. So when the zombie when the zombies come out, that's when the purge goes down. That's when people. Ooh. Well, that's when the government's gonna be like anyone that's out after a certain time, you're probably a zombie, so you're gonna be shot. So it's gonna be yeah. like that around just before Christmas time. How about how about the fact that. Your pass U.S. passport is basically useless right now because we <laughs> have this shit under control. Uh, I'm afraid of Americans. <laughs> <laughs> that shit uh, yeah. me rolling. Now that the border for for Mexico and Canada were closed, and I'm thinking like, who closed it? Did Canada close their, their borders? Did Mexico close? No, Mexico's been just closed their borders. They're like, nah, you Americans been coming up in here breaking that. Nasty ass Rona up in here. Yeah, no Rona. We're fucking embarrassing. It's uh, like seriously, like America. Yeah, it's is, all bad. It's it's embarrassing living here now. Like I, I think it was was it Stitch who showed the video or maybe it was Blue. The video somebody had just like it was in Huntington Beach in California. Oh. Okay, and they were walking around with a box full of masks, saying that hey, you know, if you need a mask, here's a mask. Like nobody on this beach in Huntington Beach is wearing a mask, and it was like a couple days ago. And people were getting mad, almost getting into a fight over wearing, possibly wearing a mask. And don't get me wrong, Huntington Beach, it, Orange County is very uh, conservative. But still, it's like, it's no excuse, man. It's like, that's why we're shut down again. Because people so are I like, thought that was in Florida. No, it was, no, a, it was, it was Huntington, Huntington Beach. Beach. No, it's oh down God. in Cali. SoCal. It's all bad. It's fucking morons. It was, it was so bad. Like, these guys were politely... And calmly, they're like dude bros. And like, hey, do you guys need a mask, bro? And they're like, what? No, I don't need a mask. Fuck you. You can't take one of my rights. Bro, they whoa, whoa. So does that mean you don't need a mask or what? I mean, they're like, it's free. Throw. You can't take this away from me. They're like, like yeah. screaming at them, trying to fight them. Other people are like, well, you're free right now. Like, how come you're wearing a mask and you don't need to? And they're just like, what the hell? These two young girls are like, hey, do you need masks? They're like, hey, we have masks. And they're like, why are you not wearing them? And they're like, oh, we left them in the car. And they're just like, that makes no sense. Yeah. Like, you're going out to eat with no mask. You brought your mask, but you had no intention of wearing your mask. So what was the point? And that, that's why we're shut down again. It really is so frustrating, and uh, a lot of times I, I I get to the point where I just get numb about stuff. But I I feel myself starting to get like actually like really angry about this, um, mainly because like I, I re just recently had my first kid, and my parents were supposed to fly out in April to come see like their first granddaughter and everything, and because of this craziness, like I, I have no idea when the fuck that could even be a reality now and it's just like it's shitty because like i mean my daughter's five months old now uh damn and this does not look like it's ending anytime soon and i mean on a sort of a personal note like my dad uh had a stroke maybe about like a month ago and everything i'm just like like life is is still going on and like shit's happening and it's like i i can't wrap my brain around like what if my father had a passed away and I, I know blue you, you recently lost your father and everything um but i was just like i would just be so pissed off and i i don't know i can't judge how angry i would be if like just because society in general just for their own stupid selfish reasons just wouldn't get with the program in terms of like helping society in general and it, i i just can't it's it's really disheartening and Cronus has talked about just 
just saying, you know what, I'm looking at maybe going, getting the fuck out of here. It's just like, it's something like I never thought I would ever even imagine, but like I can kind of relive a little bit where it's just, people here just aren't fucking changing or even trying to understand or having any sort of compassion for like just lives in general. It's just, it's, it's just infuriating to me. And it's just like sort of sad that like, I have no idea when my parents get a chance to meet my, my granddaughter. Or their grand their granddaughter. Yeah, yeah. there's a lot of craziness, man. Uh, I've actually had the I don't know. Uh, I guess the experience of meeting people that are in very much disbelief that the virus is either lethal or dangerous or doesn't even exist. Like I talked to one guy. He believed that it was an artificial thing, like it was created by the U.S. for population control. And I'm like, that doesn't make sense because it affected the whole world. Or if the Chinese did it, that doesn't make sense either because that still affected the whole world. So I'm just like, what are you talking about, dude? And then there's other people that are like, well, you know, only like these kind of people will get it or only that type of city will get it or only that type of state will get it like we shouldn't have to worry and i'm like dude what are you talking about you don't know who has it or not like literally if someone sneezes on you you should think that they probably have it or you should act like they have it but no they just don't they don't they just don't have that kind of caution about it they just don't act like this is a real threat i, I think because if the coronavirus was like a a creature a creature with eyes legs and teeth then they probably take it more seriously, but because it's microscopic and they can't see it, I guess they can't believe it or something like that. I don't understand. Can I say something real quick? Um, the the thing that had me like laughing in my my petty drinking tea uh, uh, scenario was just three people. Herman Cain talked a whole lot of fucking shit <laughs> about about the fucking Rona, and then. Oh, I'm hospitalized. I went to the Trump rally without a mask. Uh, take this shit seriously. <laughs> then you had your boy Chuck Woolery from the old school oh dating show. Not, not Chuck, though. Chuck was the man. Chuck, Chuck. was talking that shit. Oh, man. This was a conspiracy. Don't believe the CDC. Don't believe the numbers. Big hoax. Uh, you know, Trump, MAGA, blah, blah, blah. The next day. His son gets it, and he was like, oh, hey, y'all, y'all need to take this seriously. Mm-hmm. And then the third one, overseas, Prime Minister Prime Minister Boris Johnson was talking that shit. Yep. And he was in ICU for a, over a week and a half. Don't let this shit hit you or your family before you take it fucking seriously. It's not that goddamn hard. Yeah. Well, so- the, the, the president of Brazil or something, doesn't he have the coronavirus yep. now, he too? Yeah, he does. He does. So this is what I keep hearing from people that I guess that are that don't know anyone that's sick is they they keep asking me do you know anyone that's sick personally I and do. I tell them no so I I don't but I what I tell these people I'm like you should pray that you do not know someone that is sick because that means it is getting closer to your neighborhood closer to you closer to your family the farther away it stays means it's more likely that you will not get infected. The more people that you know that it enters your inner circle, you're probably at high risk of getting it. No, it's just it's, so it's the stupidest thing ever. Saying that just because I don't know somebody that has it, 
means it doesn't exist. Motherfucker, even exactly. you know what AIDS is, right? Do you know mm-hmm. anybody that has it? It fucking exists. You know about Ebola, right? You understand that exists. But all of a sudden, the coronavirus comes around and you pretend that it's some make-believe bullshit. And it's just like, I don't understand your, your thought process. And this is like, I have a problem with just like, w- relating with like a, a good portion of Americans right now. Because I'm just like, you're living in some fucking weird fantasy world where, you know, racism doesn't exist and the coronavirus doesn't exist. And I'm like, what the fuck? Just because it doesn't affect you right now doesn't mean that it can't. You know what I mean? It's just like, you could you could lose your parents over just having dinner. Yep. You know? But it was like... There was like a girl who, she was asymptomatic and she went to a party with families and friends. She affected 71 people. Yep. And one, and one fucking day, 71 people. And it's like, she didn't, she didn't have the symptoms. I mean, she, she got tested, but apparently between the time she got tested and this party, she got the fucking coronavirus and spread it to her family members. I didn't know anybody personally who died in 9-11. I'd be an insensitive fucking asshole piece of shit. If I was like, oh, that didn't happen. Yeah. Yeah. The people are treating it like it's it's chicken pox. Like that's that's another thing. If people are yes. just like, oh, you'll you'll be sick for two weeks and you, you'll be okay or whatever. Oh, you're not gonna die. Like people, I've, I've said it before. People have this don't understand the gap of like, there's a lot of fucked up stuff that can happen to you between like life and death or whatever. Like that you a lot of shit that you don't want. And everything like the, the whole concept of like not being able to smell or taste food that scares the shit out of me and people are just like cool with that like oh yeah oh he's young he'll be fine oh it's just like the flu or whatever meanwhile these people are just like yo i couldn't fucking breathe it hurt i was coughing non-stop i couldn't taste anything i, I do have friends that i have had it they're like water just regular water just constantly tasting like plastic like it, it's just completely super fucked up and it's like and then people that don't even know history, it's like, all right, FDR. FDR had polio, and he didn't die, but he, he couldn't fuck a wheelchair. Yeah, <laughs> yeah. It's, it's like, it's like what the? I don't understand people's like fucking reality, like concepts on this shit. And like, I, my my go to, like, got my flow chart of if I'm dealing with like an idiot with, with this whole coronavirus, I'm like, what's the long term effect? And I just wait for them to try to give me an answer. They're like, oh, yeah. it's just like the flu. I'm like, oh, so what's the long-term effects of this? Like, what, what happens after you've had this for like a year? Oh, I don't know. It's only been around for whatever. So how the fuck do you know what the fuck is, is actually going on with this whole thing? If this thing has only been around. You you have a, are you Dexter? You have a lab in your fucking garage and shit? You've been working on some experiments? How the fuck do you know what is going to happen to people's bodies? I want to see your degree and and virology and immunization and and, and all that shit but no they they think they're experts because they watch fox news and they assume oh it's like the chicken pox if you had it you can't get it again oh i got the antibodies blah 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 that means i'm immune i'm like like mario with star power and shit like no it doesn't work like that where you been where do you get your fucking stupid news from it's just like i want to just take the shit of people yeah it's just it's kind of just it's disheartening because why go ahead blue the side effects yeah i was just saying like they don't really talk about the side effects of how it comes by oh i've i've seen i've seen side effects i've seen x-rays of what happens and it's like 
damage to your lungs tissues, like damn near permanent damage of yeah, scarring. If you, get, if you get scarring in your lungs, like your lungs doesn't fucking repair itself, and it, it becomes harder to breathe. Like when you when you take in air, your your lungs expand. But when you have scar tissue, that scar tissue doesn't stretch, so it's harder for your lungs to fucking take in oxygen. So basically, you basically have fucking asthma. You basically become asthmatic. Mm -hmm. And on top of that, like, you know, they, they show signs of people having, like, blood clots and, like, which could lead to, like, stroke and fucking, um... Oh, but, but that won't... That won't kill you, so it's not that big of a deal. Yeah, it's asthma. Yeah. asthma. Oh, yeah. You're like, hey, we, asthma. Hey, we, we just talked about a Broadway star who died last week, or no, he died a little more than a week ago, but he had to have his leg amputated because of blood clotting, and then he spent 95 days in hospital and died. This guy was an actor. He was in your homes, on your TV, and people went to go pay to see him to be on stage, and he died of COVID, and he was less than 40. Or no, he was 41, I'm sorry. He was 41, but still. The news, the news just showed like some, some guy, I think he's like in his 80s or something like that, who he survived COVID, but he was in the hospital for like 90 days. And this guy was like a, an Olympic, not Olympic, but he would do like all these kind of events, like Tough Mudders and all these marathons and stuff like that. And the guy survived, but it's like, okay, yeah, he survived. He's one of the lucky ones, but they, they literally rolled him out of the hospital in a fucking wheelchair. Like, dude wasn't walking. Fucking, he lost, I know, like, I know 20 pounds for them to take you out in a fucking wheelchair, but he left in a wheelchair, and they had to, like, load him into the car, and he had a wheelchair that went with him. So, like, this virus is no fucking joke, man. Like, yeah, you literally have professional take... you have professional athletes that are getting this shit, like Von Miller, Kevin Durant, like, all these other NBA players. Russell Westbrook has it now and shit like that. But even when you talk to these people that had it early on, they're still complaining about shit. They're like, "Yo, I don't, I don't have the lung capacity that I used to have." Now, I don't, I don't know many, many people out there in real life that are in better athletic shape than, than fucking yeah, defensive player of the year Von Miller for the for the Denver Broncos and shit like that. When when Super Bowl and shit, like I don't, I don't know many NFL players that people that are in better shape than NFL players. So just assuming that, oh, well, you're not, you're under sixty five, so you'll be all right. Dude, Von Miller, professional NFL athlete, so you saying I'm still fucked up from this shit. You don't want it, and people just are just like, oh, uh, well, did he die? Oh, then he's okay. Get the fuck out of here. There, there. Sometimes I don't think this is what people seem to understand. There are things that are worse than death, mm. and people don't seem to yeah. understand that. Yeah. yeah, there are things that are worse than death. Like, it, I like it, my, I like my vision. Yeah, it, it's like. <laughs> There are people out there, like, listen, if you get this and you get hospitalized and you happen to die, you're going to die alone. Yeah. Your family's not going to see you. Your kids aren't, like, your kids, your mom, your spouse, all your family, they're not going to be able to come and see you, more than likely. Some people, I guess, have, but it's highly unlikely that your family's going to be able to see you, especially if you're in a fucking hot spot to where they're running out of ICU beds. Nobody's fucking coming in there, so you're going to fucking die alone. And, and that's what, just to kind of add on to that, sorry. When you do die for your funeral service, not like it's gonna be limited. It's not mm -hmm. you, you don't expect like you don't you're not gonna get this fucking giant fucking party everybody's celebrating your life. You're gonna get like maybe ten to fifty people that can go up to it because this literally what happened with my dad. And if you're lucky, I guess and, a YouTube stream, right? Yeah. Yeah, if you're yeah, if you're fucking lucky. This was when this was like we were allowed to have fifty people, up to fifty people, because they open it up. But since they rolled everything back again, it's back to ten people. So your service is gonna be 
very, very small. So there's not gonna be a lot of people there to celebrate your life. So, you know, take this shit seriously, folks. Yeah, it's just, it's just terrible news. It's what's messed up. Uh, also, uh, Kronos was talking about the ICU beds because uh, I've been seeing reports in the, the hot states, Texas, Florida, they're starting to run out of shit. They're starting to run out of beds. They're starting to run out of places to care for people. And then uh, Oathbreaker posted some shit that I couldn't believe where fucking Texas is rolling in morgue like Trump. RVs. Yeah, yeah, more trucks. Just to stack, like you, the more trucks, they're not like little, like freaking stack. They're like stacking them like meat. They're stacking yeah. them in there. There's no like, no care. They're just sacks stored in a truck. New York had to do that at first, and I, I just saw the chat. Cake Man asked a, a question about like, how do we, how do we open up? How do we move on? I mean, wear a mask. <laughs> I mean, yeah. I mean, we've obviously we fucked it up from the, from the jump and everything and if if you look at some of these other countries that that didn't go kicking and screaming into the fucking protocols and shit like that they are well on their way to recovery and getting back to normal while we on the other hand we can't fucking get get on first base in terms of, of getting better can i let me just say this because i i think this this illustrates it so perfectly I saw this uh, article uh, that uh, Nature was posting out. Vietnam shares a goddamn border with China, a land border with China. They have close to a hundred million people. It's not a small country. They have zero reported COVID deaths. And so at Singapore, New Zealand, there's plenty of places that have done extremely well with this. It would have been wonderful if we could have, but we have examples that we could follow in order to mitigate some of this fucking uh, uh, travesty. We're just not following them because we're st fucking stupid, no. and we got a dumbass leader. No way, Prodigy, but they, they have less freedoms than us, though. <laughs> we're for real. They have less freedoms than us. No, yeah, no. Wow. <laughs> fucking idiots. Hey, anybody, okay. anybody that's thinking that, fuck you, stop listening to this podcast. Yeah. Like seriously, you you know what you know what the least amount of freedom you can have is when you're fucking dead. Yeah, yeah. 139 million. Yeah. Oh, I'm sorry, 139, 139,000 Americans no longer have any sort of freedom, any sort of freedom at all. Yeah. They're fucking dead, and it's well, largely well, you, preventable. You, you do have some freedom when you're dead because you can kind of do whatever you want in whatever afterlife you believe. If you, you believe don't in have freedom when you're, you <laughs> I don't. <laughs> yeah. But you, you don't have freedom when you're strapped to a fucking hospital bed with, with tubes down your throat, uh, having a, a ventilator just pump oxygen in and out of your, your body. And oh, you got but, a pee in a fucking bag because you can't fucking get out of the bed. But Stitch, Those are all your freedoms. Nobody that There's, needed a ventilator didn't get a ventilator. What are you talking oh, about, Stitch? Okay. Any, everybody that needed even, one, even, they got one. And they died on them, too. Okay. <laughs> See, even when you're dead, you're not, you're not really free because you got, you got fucking bills to pay. You got to pay for... You got funeral service and like death taxes and shit. You still gotta pay. Yeah, yeah. I mean, of, of course, because because this. Cause, yeah. <laughs> <laughs> oh, yeah. Yeah. Oh, no, no. The important things going on right now. We're about so, to get canceled. No. Come on. <laughs> yeah. Do, do some spots for Goya and, and beans and shit like what? that. I'm yeah. using my office of presidency to promote fucking 
seasoning. Well, you know what's funny about the Goya thing? <laughs> I actually... Listen, if the president or whoever the fuck of Goya happens to, like, say, you know, the president's doing great, I mean, okay, that's your own personal opinion. I mean, everybody that's trying to cancel Goya right now, you're probably not going to cancel. Let's, let's be honest. Goya's going to be fucking fine. Goya's good. The, the president of Goya, <laughs> whether or not he wants to bullshit up there saying how he's doing so great for, uh, you know, his, I hate saying the word Hispanic because where the fuck is Hispania? But I guess the, the Latinx community... Meanwhile, we have, you know, thousands of fucking brown children from uh, South America and Mexican and Mexico in cages in America with aluminum foil over their fucking tiny bodies. You want to ignore yeah. that and say that, you know, President Trump is great. I mean, you're delusional. Fuck you. But at the same time, it's like I don't want them to go out of business because of the, the president happened to fuck happened to fuck up. But they need to recognize, like, listen, man, like, there's kids that I are like still in fucking cages. So you can't say that he's doing great for your people. Yeah, I went, I went through and did some research on Goya, and they are the, the largest Latin-based company here in America, and they do have a lot of, they do a lot of charity for, like, Latin American stuff, like programs and things like that, but, like, you know, they, they said that the president's doing a good job, and I think what anger people is that, like, you know, yeah, to them, he's doing a good job, but, you know, he's still doing the same, like, he's, He's not treating Latin Americans or Latin people the way they should be treated. Like, the, oh. like you said, with the whole occasion of them and stuff like that. And that's the thing that people are pissed off about. And the thing, like, people getting mad, like, oh, you shouldn't boycott them. They're, they're helping your people and blah, blah, blah. But it's like, yeah, they're helping your people, but they're supporting somebody who doesn't help your people. Well, so well it's, like, it's just it's just the, the president, though. Like, I'm pretty sure if you ask, like, yeah. the actual workers, they'd be like, yeah, fuck that guy. So... I, <laughs> You're probably you're probably the right. But here, here's my thing. Um, just like that, president of of Goya can say whatever, say what he wants if he feels positive about President Trump. That could be his personal opinion. Consumers have every right and ability to say fuck this brand. I don't want to buy it. And then in the age of social media, they can uh, voice that opinion. <laughs> Much more easily as well. So, you know, if, if people don't want to buy it, I get that. If the president or if the, the in charge you know, the head, uh, is pro-Trump and he's he's proud of that, he can he has the freedom to do that. But sometimes there are some consequences. There can be some backlash with your consumers. Yeah, and yes. I mean, um, yeah, I understand what you're saying. It's probably like I mean, honestly, I mean, you you have the freedom to like buy whatever you want. If you don't, if you're not comfortable buying the product I, I guess you know you're right it's it, the freedom works both ways um but i just i don't know I, I wish that people would i don't know what president trump is doing to these people i don't know how much dirt he has on them i don't know why they're saying these things about him when they're saying that you know he's great in certain things where he's clearly not like yeah. listen if, if there was a if let me give you a perfect example if mexico had facilities full of white children, thousands of white children, sleeping in those same conditions, we would go to war with Mexico. It, yep. Like, it would be not even a fucking question. Marines would be sent in there within hours if there were thousands of children held by the state, held by the actual federal government of Mexico. In terrible conditions. Yeah, I mean, come on, man. Like, this is totally yeah, fucked years. up. And, and, and if somebody wants to say, oh, well, and I hate this shit. This shit fucking bothers, bothers me to no end because they try to, like, make it, 
a left versus right thing. Oh, well, President Obama did it. He was fucking wrong, too. They can both be wrong. They can both be assholes. The story is about the children that are in cages, not about who the fuck happened to put them there. They, they should both be on charges for this shit, as far as I'm concerned. Because it's fucking wrong. And the fact that you think that it's okay because a guy on the left did it first, then it's okay for the guy on the right to do it, to keep doing the same thing, where the fuck are your morals at? Like, seriously. Especially, especially, and I agree with that, especially if you claim to be, because th this is what drives me absolutely crazy. You have these weird, fucked up racist morals, let's just be calling them what they are, and you still claim to be Christian. That's the part <laughs> that fucking sends me through the roof, because I'm just like, how are you a Bible thumper and okay with brown people and black people being mistreated? You know? And yeah. the, thing, the thing I saw, it was actually some Facebook or Twitter post that really got me saying, do Christian racists believe that there's segregation in heaven? You know? Oh, and wow. That, that question, <laughs> that, that fucking question made me laugh and like just stumble upon this, like, this. this downward spiral of thought because I, wow. I would love to fucking know how they do those mental hurdles well they don't even they, this is what the problem that i have that hurt my heart that hurt these, my heart with right these there. dumbass religious people and i'm gonna call you dumbasses because you're fucking stupid because you don't even read your own material all right so people that want to talk about how religious they are and try to use their moral high grounds i'll bring up some shit from the old testament okay where literally there's rules about how to keep slaves and how to keep women in certain you know in certain ways and how, when you can sell them off to your brother or some shit like that and it's fucking bullshit. They're like, oh, well, you know, I don't believe in the Old Testament. Okay, so I guess we're just going to throw out Ten Commandments. Good. I'm with you. So we'll go to the New Testament. All right, let's talk about Jesus. So you believe in a criminal that was literally went into, went into a building flipping over tables because he didn't believe in what they were doing and kicked all these fucking priests out and took over this. You understand that story, right? So you're okay with revolutions. That's what he started was a revolution. Jesus was a criminal, and he got killed for starting a revolution. And you believe in him still, right? He's your guy, right? So why don't you understand the plight of people that are brown, which he was brown, all right? He was he was born in the fucking Middle East, so you have literally no excuse. He had feet of... Uh, his skin was bronze and his hair was fucking of wool. But you don't read your own material because you're racist. And you don't understand what the fuck... This is why most people of color are atheists is because we read these fucking stories and they're fucked up well, well I, I, i'm sorry I, I i i can't go with you on that i i, I would say the overwhelming majority of people of color in are terms baptist. of black and brown people baptist or no no, no, I'm saying, no, 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 no. i think you misheard me or maybe, maybe i didn't put in, put in the word people of color that are that are atheists the reason oh, okay. why we okay. are atheists yeah. is because yeah, what we read yeah that's that the way you words. worded it okay yeah, that's fine. Don't get me wrong. I would I would love for more black and brown people to become atheists in, in, in my own selfish way. But just uh, read yeah, the material. Just read the material. Yeah. Yeah. So, so, so with uh, All right. religion and people not knowing what the fuck they're talking about, um, Nick Cannon quote. Oh uh, no. Ooh, yeah. Mr. Break this down. Break this oh, down because I, I I didn't quite understand the whole thing. Well, I, I feel bad even trying to break this down because I've never really followed uh, Minister Farrakhan and his sayings just because I, I didn't agree with them just on the surface. So I never really, I never really dove in depth to what he was saying. Ooh, you should go back and uh, listen to it now. That, it's very interesting. 
I was the same way. Go back I, and listen to what he's saying now. It's very interesting. Um, I know it's hard, man. It was hard for me to do it too. But I was watching some shit like the nineties, and I was just like, I can't, I can't fault what he's saying right now. Like, uh, <laughs> no, it, yeah, it wasn't, it wasn't everything. It wasn't everything. But it was a lot of something. Well, let me just set the table. Let me just set the table. Yeah, break down the event. Well, pretty, well, before that, um, Deshaun Jackson, uh, wide receiver for uh, the Philadelphia Eagles, posted a quote uh, from Minister Farrakhan that uh, pretty much was saying blacks were the original Hebrews, uh, the, I guess, either original Hebrews or the original Jews of the world, and et cetera, et cetera. And he started quoting these really radical-ass quotes and everything that... Uh, Minister Farrakhan was was saying, uh, posted on his Instagram, and he got deep fried for him well, and everything. Okay, and, so uh, hold on. So let me let me break down part of what you just said. All right. So the first part that what you said is accurate. Like if you go to Ethiopia, there's Jews in Ethiopia that predate Jews that were in um, huh, where where are they at now? I mean, I'm trying is, to, is, is yeah, Israel, in Israel. They, Israel they predate, yeah, they predate Israel. So that aspect is mostly factual so what it gets into uh, is the part that you can't remember and i guess that, that'd be the important part well well for the deshaun jackson thing i'm just giving a, a broad summary because okay. in his quote he's he's literally put on on his instagram it says hitler said blah 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 and once you you put hitler said blah blah whatever it could be <laughs> said the yeah. blue you, yeah ain't nobody trying to hear it like just just stop talking right there so he got deep fried over that okay. then i guess today nick cannon uh had somebody from public enemy if i remember if i heard correctly not chuck d not terminator x, Flay, but terminator x? that'd be the only other guy yeah there's two other guys uh, yeah. okay well when i read the, the article i guess it had his real name so i didn't i didn't, i can't remember what his actual real name was it's but, not terminator uh, x What's that? I would, I would no, assume it would be him. I'm, I'm, I'm just kidding. I, yeah, I don't, well, I don't know his name is Terminator X. Whatever his, That'd be his, the dopest name ever, though. Birth name. <laughs> yeah, the real name. <laughs> well, whatever his birth name was in the, in the article, that's what they quoted about. But yeah, I guess him. Um, they had some sort of interview on on uh, one of their their satellite radio channels, and Nick Cannon sort of stepped in some more shit in terms of accrediting uh, Jews for having all the power pulling all the money and oppressing black people and blah 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 and just going Wait, down okay, hold on stitch the the guy that you i think you're looking for is professor griff he was a controversial hip-hop with nick cannon about these comments <clears throat> okay i don't okay. think he, is he a part of public enemy well anyway. I, i'd have to look it up on my phone and everything but as i do that you guys chime in on, on that because I, I didn't see the whole whole thing well i know like nick cannon has been that that poster boy for for hollywood and they they tease they always tease them about it not they don't tease about it but like they always say like oh yeah like you know nick cannon's that safe black guy that you can have on your shows because nick cannon's been like on fucking everything which doesn't make sense because first of all he's not fucking funny and i don't know what kind of talent he has but uh <laughs> The guy Shag was Mariah Carey, which is probably like a lot of guys, like, like, eighties crush or whatever. But um, yeah, with Nick Cannon and the fact that like he's losing all of his gigs and stuff or something that he said or done, it's like it's, 
it's pretty crazy because he's 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 okay dude like he's not a bad guy he's not out there like doing like racist things or beating up people let, let me let me just give one caveat because I want to just be really really clear before we get into any kind of other trouble as, as as a blanket statement. Obviously, anti-Semitism is the same as racism, and it is completely wrong and inappropriate. I have not looked into his exact quotes. I'm trying to find them. But the way it w- the way it was reported was that he was getting into some anti-Semitic. Statements. Yeah. I know we don't support any of that. I know that's not that's not cool. I know that that's racist. I know that that's wrong and foul. I just haven't done the research to see what he said. Fair is Professor Professor Richard or Professor Griff, who was I guess a who was a member of the hip hop group Public Enemy. Um, I guess he was removed or left the, the group at some sort of time, but I guess he was with Public Enemy at, at one point in time. So that's that's the the Public Enemy tie to it. Uh, with this, the guy who he was speaking with. So I don't know what he said. What was, what? Yeah, what was what was the either the point or the gist of what he was actually trying to say? Was he, was he trying to say something like Jews are evil or or white people are evil or what, what was the issue? Because he got canceled quick. Yeah, he did. It he basically it looks as if he. They talked about the black black people or the true Hebrews, and talked about anti-Semitic conspiracy theories involving involving the Rothschild family. I just I, I see him I see him apologizing, but I don't see what the fuck he said. I mean, obviously, if he's anti-Semitic, he, yeah, I, I, I'm not uh, no support there at all. But I need yeah. to like understand just a, what the fuck a brief said. thing on a brief thing on what I'm seeing pulled up. Uh, I don't have the full entire sort of interview, but one of the quotes that it cited says, you can't be anti-Semitic when we are the Semitic people. And another quote from the episode, he said, when we yeah. are the same people, they want us to be, that's our birthright. Ken was quoted so, saying black people were the true Hebrews, uh, et cetera, et cetera. And sort of things so, of that nature. So j- just let me say a full blanket statement again. There are some, and I've met some some of them, which is really disturbing, but there are some anti-Semitic people that look just like us. And I'd say that they are equally as wrong and offensive and and, and racist, and that's just not cool or okay in any circumstance. I also, and we've talked about it on this show as well, but I also don't, I don't understand this need to find a scapegoat of Jewish people when there, there there's so much history and we've gone on uh, gone on many episodes about this in this country of oppression that's overt and legal that's gone on against black people uh by europeans uh, european americans whatever you want to call them uh for so many years it's it's a weird th- this sounds like uh he was out of pocket at least from what the way you guys are summarizing it yeah, it seems that it was promoting more a sort of Jewish conspiracy um, rhetoric in terms of like yeah. Jews sort of having a, like an Illuminati and controlling the world, et cetera, et cetera. It's just, it's, to me, it's real, it's super disappointing. And again, I, I hate, we, we talk about, you know, I don't want to play the oppression Olympics or whatever, black folks and Native Americans and people of Jewish descent. But of course, the Jews have a very traumatic history of oppression all over the world that you can go back to, not just Germany, 
but 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 plenty of uh, uh, of here, countries and places. Well, even here in America, I mean, they they weren't treated yeah, fair until yeah. they weren't treated fair until you know, quote unquote, white culture welcomed them because they look enough like them. Yeah. Like they were treated like yeah. shit for a long time here in America too. Well, so, and and yeah. even we talked about it. What was it? Two years ago in Pittsburgh, you had uh, the shooting up of you know synagogue and. Um, you know, a, a literal hate crime, and you've seen a rise of hate crimes against uh, against Jews. Not only you know, Jews, Black people, Muslims, Mexicans as well, but there's been a, a, a rise in hate crimes, and they've been included in that. That's not okay. Yeah, you know, I think I, yeah. I said it for like the longest time on this podcast. Like, I don't understand how you know European Americans or white people in general what fucking problem they have with Jews. Like, I really don't understand what the problem yeah, is. Yeah, same here. I, I guess when I was, like, break it down, I mean, you'd be racist as fuck, obviously, but you can try to break down to me, like, what your problem is with, with Jewish people, like, how they've wronged you in your life and your people, but from all the research I've done up until this day, I don't see how there's some evil-ass people. I really don't. Yeah. Yeah. It's, one thing I can think of is that Jewish people killed their god. And that's, that's just a family guy reference. But, that, see, even that doesn't make sense because Damn. it was for their sins, right? Because if you want to get into it, it's like, it's part of your well, own, like, well, weird history, so. Actually, I'm, I'm going to call bullshit on that because, again, I know yeah. the fucking Bible. Ro- yeah. The Roman Empire controlled the entire region and the Romans decided who fucking lived or died. And those were, the Romans were Italians, which were Europeans. So, I, I'm sorry. Yeah, a lot sense. of this scheme seems like convenient scapegoat bullshit, and there's there's real issues going on. There always have been real issues going on without creating this fictional mythology scapegoat of uh, uh, of finding a group, uh, a, a, a small group, a minority group, and trying to say, "Oh, these guys are evil and they're controlling things." No, man, come on. And you're, and you're a multimillionaire who's been a yeah. multimillionaire. For two fucking de- two or three decades. Well, this is. I mean, yeah, well, I had to get into. Uh, Go ahead. Yeah, I was gonna just real, a quick tangent. We we just talked about the anti-Semitic stuff that was going on based off the video game, The Last of Us Part Two, because there's a part in the game where you go to an abandoned synagogue, yeah. and then Neil Druckmann gets a bunch of hate. He literally is called Jewish I- racial slurs. Based on, I guess him either supporting or making the game or whatever. Like there's still this kind of hatred out there, even virtually, which is still funky to me. Yeah, I mean, to me, I just bring it down to like just just factual information. If you can show me like a, a history in the past hundred years of where Jewish people have killed people indiscriminately, how they oppressed people, how they purposely cheated people. Like, you would have some sort of argument there, but they, from what I've seen in history, and I've done, like, especially recently, pretty extensive research in the history of the fucking world, none of that shit exists. You know, in past hundred, even beyond past hundred years, I didn't see a fucking, a Jewish slave master here in America that enslaved my people. What I saw was a bunch of you, what I, what I saw was a bunch of fucking... Uh, so-called Christians, which to me, the weren't fucking Christians. They're just evil-ass fucking people. You know, but I, I don't understand the, the hate for the Jewish people, and it to this day, nobody can explain to me how they are so evil. Yeah, and, and real quickly too. 
they've even had they've even had a a substantial portion go shoulder to shoulder with people like MLK and Rosa Parks during the civil rights movement, and some of them have been lawyers and financial contributors during those causes. There's been a lot of solidarity traditionally with the black community and the Jewish community because of uh, oppression that <laughs> they, they both experience. Yeah. I like building bridges with other communities. I don't like trying to do, the, again, this scapegoating, evil, uh, anti-Semitic shit of, of trying to blame somebody. No, let, let, I think there's things we can learn from history. I think there's things that we can learn from other communities. And I think that uh, there's uh, there shouldn't be this petty jealousy either. There should be more of Let's work together for human rights. I, this is disgusting. I'm sorry. I'm disturbed. The the quote that that Deshaun Jackson put up, and it was a screenshot of a of like a, a passage from a book. And I'll, I'll just read it real real quick. It, uh, it says Hitler said, "quote Because the white Jews know that the Negroes are the real children of Israel, and keep and to keep America the secret." The Jews will blackmail America. They will extort America. Their plan for world domination won't work if the Negroes know who they are. The white citizens of America will be terrified to know that all this time they've been mistreating and discriminating and lynching the children of Israel. After I die, will one day cause World War III by justice message and like planting a seed in people's minds until it sprouts. Once they nurture that seed, it will seek more truth and learn that Hitler was right. Yeah, that's yeah, dumb. Nah, that's dumb shit ever. Damn. Yeah, that's stupid as fuck. Yeah, that would. Yeah. yeah, that's that's why he got fried. Damn, he deserved to get yeah, fried. Steven, yeah. yeah, Steven Jackson came to his defense and was just like, "Oh, well, you need to look into that." Blah blah blah. I'll see what was wrong. Nah. He got yeah, well, fried this, too. Well, he jumped into that hot oil. Well, this is the problem. All right, so part which is what I mean. Jesus Christ. Even when like Kendrick Lamar was talking about the, like the Black Israelites and stuff like that, this comes back to like I think it's the same sort of deal. Is that yes, there is a very small sect of Jewish people in Ethiopia. I think this is what, what they're all going back to. And just because that small sect exists doesn't mean that the pale skinned Jews are out. Has, has any fucking Israeli gone to Ethiopia or anywhere in Africa and started killing black folks for being Jewish? For being the wrong people? No. You know what I mean? I don't so for them to have like this this weird conspiracy theory of you know white Jew versus black Jew like, that shit doesn't exist. It literally does not exist. What I do see though is motherfuckers waving Confederate flags and Nazi fucking flags, <laughs> killing my people and their people. That's what the yeah. fuck I see. That's actual reality. That's where the fuck yeah. I live. Yeah, uh, the, the same clans, modern day clansmen going into black churches and going into Jewish synagogues. Yeah, it should have brought them up and shit like that. I want to jump in on this. So, I didn't know this, but anti Semitic means discrimination against Jews. I just, I thought anti Semitic was just being fucking evil, basically. No, like, yeah. I didn't know it actually was like a race, like, a, like against an actual race of people. Yeah. So, anybody who didn't know that, now you know. Yeah. Well, it's weird because... Go ahead, go ahead, go ahead. I was, I was just, again, going to reiterate. It's it's not cool, and it's really small-minded thinking. These are people who have not done enough reading, have not, have not interacted with enough people, and just are looking to find someone to blame, especially if you happen to be successful and happen to be of this certain ethnic group 
oh, then that means so so is doing this evil uh, Illuminati shit. Come on now. Well, this Be is smart. I, that's right. I can't fuck with Farrakhan in any in any way. So I, like, I need to research. I, I just... So what what I saw recently, because I remember before I couldn't fuck with Farrakhan like at all, and then I saw like some recent stuff of like what he said and like what I saw, it had to do with like specific black issues. Where I was just like, okay, I understand where you're coming from. But if you said like NS medic shit, which I will look into, um, I'm not going to discount what you said at all. But if it's like if he's like totally anti-Semitic, then yeah, I can't fuck. With oh him. yeah, um, you haven't seen. So there's documented videos of him. Being very, very anti-Semitic yeah. and blaming, and he ta- yeah. literally, Minister Louis Farrakhan literally talks about Illuminati. He talks about how the Jews were um, basically taking black people's wealth. Like it's, no. it's been okay. documented. Yeah, that's, yeah. Zero, and, that's and zero homophobia tolerance. as well. Yeah, for me, that's He's very highly so homophobic. Zero, zero tolerance then for any of that. What I will tell you though is that when I was, this is what is beautiful about living here in the Bay Area. Um, and I'm going to get into how I would fix, cause somebody asked me today, somebody said to me today, um, this is why I said like the whole white people being exhausting thing. It's cause we're talking about how racism will always be around. You can never get rid of it. Yes. Fuck we can. You can't because you're a fucking racist. Anyway. Um, <laughs> when I was a, a kid living in Alameda, I was, might've been like six, seven years old and a kid, uh, across the street from me, he was a Jewish guy, Jewish kid. His name was Johnny. I forget his last name. I wish he would reconnect now. Um, and we played all... He was, like, one of my best friends, like, growing up. I got to actually mm-hmm. learn about, like, Hanukkah and shit like that and, like, the Jewish thing. It was, like, cool because, you know, at the time I was a Christian and we got the exchange, the whole cultural exchange thing because, obviously, he was, he was a, a white Jewish kid because, yes, there are different colors of Jewish people. It's not just white people. Um, but we had a, you know, we definitely exchanged a lot of cultural stuff. And it was, it was excellent. And I think that one of the ways here in America, so it, in California, especially here in the Bay Area, we are we are really privileged in a, in a way that if you live in most parts, of the, in, in any part, pretty much the Bay Area, we're so diverse here. All right. So it's hard to be like real racist here. I mean, unless like you just grew up on racist shit. You know what I mean? But when you get to see other cultures, you like, got to try to be racist. Yeah. You really, you got to put it forth a, an, an effort. Because you get to see everybody, like, on a daily basis. See how they live. You become friends as a kid. Then you're normalized to their cultures. Like, I got normalized to Jewish, Mexicans, fucking... Any fucking ethnicity you want to put out there, it was normalized to me at a young age. So, I I didn't have a problem with the way anybody looked on their culture. Because I was already used to their culture. And I think that what could help here in America, if you think that... If you think that we will always be racist this is my idea and this is actually andrew yang's idea is to have an american exchange program all right so what we do is we take people that are in rural communities and urban communities when they're young and in um, school ages and we actually do an exchange program in those communities so they can see diverse people around them instead instead of just seeing people like them because america has put on like this spell on people we are more segregated right now than we've ever been at any other point yep. in time and most people don't understand that like you can go to like parts of michigan or nevada or you just name any fucking any other place except for like what california new york fucking maybe uh washington maybe yeah maybe texas and even there it's like it's segregated you know what i mean 
Yeah. Most parts of the country, it's like you go, you interact with people that look like you exclusively. So it's easy for you to have the boogeyman out there because you you have no idea how they grew up or what their culture actually is. And I think if we had an American exchange program, it would drastically reduce racism in America because racist um breed other racists because they teach them yeah. that those people are bad but once you once you get to interact with those people and you see that they're just like you you're more you're way less likely to be racist way less likely to be racist oh so you just literally described what happened with pat o'reilly and um al sharpton so Al Sharpton invited Pat O'Reilly to a restaurant in Harlem, and he accepted. When he went, he enjoyed himself. He said the food was good, everything was great, but when he reported back, he was like, he had expectations that because it was in Harlem that it was going to be rat-infested, that it was going to be dirty, that the food was going to be gross, and none of that was true. And that's why Al Sharpton did what he did, is he wanted to show Pat that just because it's in a certain place doesn't mean it's going to be filthy. I'm like, dude, even if it was, they would have been shut down. New York would not let that place operate well, under no. those conditions. Well, <laughs> for, the, well, for the most part. <laughs> but I'll start not going to take I, them there. <laughs> I, I, I was just going to say, uh, and Stitch knows this being in the tri-state area too, New York has some shithole places Oh, too. yeah, yeah. <laughs> yeah, yeah. They, they, yeah, that's they, the they thing. Def- that's they definitely what... have some... Uh, some rat problem, roach problem, nasty ass. Uh, and that's what, and that's what that's what you, you Al Sharpton or no, Pat you could be in Manhattan. You could be in Manhattan no. and, yeah. and just seeing rats just chilling, rolling down the street. Well, now, down it, the now it's even crazy. Piggyback off what Kona said about the whole like, um, I guess the the the. the the urban area exchange program. American exchange. Like we yeah. kind of had that already, but it's only a one-way road. Basically, we take inner-city kids and we allow them to go to like high, like, like they can go to basically white schools where they get yeah. to learn things better. But it's never, it's never done the opposite way around. We don't have like white kids from super like in like high-income areas going down to low-income areas and seeing how life is there. So it's always been a one-way road and. People. Can I just say this? I love the idea. Don't get me wrong. I also think, you know, going back to something that we've done as, as a group of friends with our ethnic food nights, yeah. there's something about eating food or even going to a, a cultural celebration. Like we went to, went to Holly oh, Fest holy, and whatnot. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> yeah holy. If you, if you experience some other cultures and talk to some people openly about their food and customs, Nine times out of ten that you have that what I call the Bourdain effect, Anthony yeah. Bourdain effect, where you, you have a, a deeper appreciation for them. You know what I mean? And I tell you what, if if you find a good Jewish deli, god damn, you have struck gold. I guess good luck is- you know what I mean? <laughs> Those delicatessens are legit as if you're a cold cut fan like myself. Oh yeah, yeah. Really good spot, especially if they make, if they make you a sandwich on the spot and they ask you how you want it and they do it exact. Oh man, you're going back there 15, 15, 11 times. Well, this is what it's, it's crazy how you how you mentioned the whole like you know you should try try out other cultures because like when I went to Japan for the first time, like man, it was it was a culture shock for me. Like like seriously, like so growing up as a kid, like if you were drinking like super something and you slurp, your mom would be like, hey, stop slurping your drink. That's like disrespectful, or whatever. But in Japan, it's like the other way around. Like they want you to slurp because that's like a sign that 
you think the food is delicious to the chef. And I'm, I'm literally sitting there eating ramen noodles, trying to serve the hardest, the best that I can. I can't, I can't, I couldn't even fake it. I was like, <laughs> like I couldn't fucking do it. Like I ended up fucking choking on my food, but like people around me just slurping their food. And I'm like, wow, like this, like to me, it was disgusting that they were slurping, but that's just because of the way I was raised. But like knowing that they're slurping because they're showing like respect to the chef was like, wow, like this is fucking crazy. So that's why you, you really need to get out and experience different cultures and see how other people live. Yeah, it is, you know, did, it's... did they have the same feels when it was eating pussy? You know, I mean, you know, what's crazy to me is I, I've gotten into like why ar- arguments with people and it's just like. That's why I said the whole exhausting thing, is because literally, there was an argument I got to on into on Facebook, and I, I literally could have written down the likely responses of what was going to happen in this conversation, and took a timestamp, mm-hmm. took a picture, and I would have been exactly right. Like seriously, <laughs> I, I was just like, they're the weakest fucking arguments for shit. Like, oh, I work with black people. Okay, that's great. Do you talk to them? You work with black people. Okay, do, do you know the names of their kids? Have you ever went to lunch with them? Do you know what they're all about? You know what I mean? You know, Just because you happen yeah. to be in the same building as somebody doesn't mean you know shit about them. So shut the fuck yeah. up. Like, seriously. It means you have desegregation at your workplace. Yeah, it doesn't mean that, doesn't mean that you're <laughs> not fucking, that you don't have any sort of racial issues. You know, it's just, yeah. I can't stand that shit. Like, oh, I, I have black friends. It's like, that the whole black friend thing, too, is just like, when's the last time you saw him? When's the, have, yeah. when's the last time you talked to him? When's the last time, you know, you, had, you, you ate with them? It, I guess now yeah. it's a little bit different because you can't do with nobody or you shouldn't anyway. But it's just like, they're, they're, they are your excuse to get out of the whole, you know, I'm, I'm not racist thing. You know, that, 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 that's your pass. But it's not a pass. Can I can I go one step further? I've even seen it and it's super ugly, but I've seen it with some uh, adult actresses that actually do scenes uh, like on Black and Black Patrol oh, and whatnot yeah. and, and some of the stuff. And even they who will do scenes with black men have been talking crazy racist stuff sometimes and being like, I, I don't get down with it. I'm like. You do scenes with with like people, didn't Ella talk about but that? You still don't have any connection. Uh, didn't I think Ella talked about that? Like on one of other podcasts. Yeah, I was gonna say like yeah. I, I, was, I thought I was making it up, but yeah, I think Ella she touched on that subject. How like you know, there's actresses out there who won't do black sex scenes just because they don't want to be with a black person, or if they do do it, it's like you know they did they did basically did it for the money or some shit or. We're gonna have her on pretty soon, and we can definitely discuss that with her. Yeah, but, um, just, yeah. I mean, she definitely talked about that. It's just <clears> like <throat> things to you know now are just like it's really highlighting how many people are are racist and they don't even realize, and they have like these all these layers of excuses. And huh. once you point those out, there's only like a certain amount of like responses that they'll do, and it's usually like disengage, get super angry, or point out how I'm wrong. For yeah, pointing out so, the racism. That's like the top three. You know what I mean? Prodigy, were you calling out a specific adult film star? I think I know who you're talking about, too. Because she, uh, she's been I out on remember, Twitter. I can't remember specific names, but there, it's more than one or two. Brand, uh, the one that I know was Brandy Love, because she was out there talking crazy. Or not talking crazy, but people were like, well, what are you doing if you don't support Black Lives Matter? And 
you think that there may be a terrorist group, but yet you're doing all these interracial scenes. It's like weird. Yeah, and then yeah. Ella Darling talked about, she also talked about how the girls that do interracial, they ask for more money. And it's like, she's yeah. like, what are you doing? Yeah. Like, why do you need to get paid more money for this scene? Yeah, I think she did. Uh, she is... talked about a thing about like uh, um, during doing shit during Black History Month too, if I remember correctly, which is kind of fucked up yeah. too, because it's like, wow, really? <laughs> mm-hmm. <laughs> oh my fucking! You're talking God. about Black History, but you're getting this current black dick. That's weird. Mm-hmm. <laughs> anyway, hey, hey, old ninja, uh, what what's going on with this? Sorry to switch gears on y'all, but what's going on with this bad bitch of a it's Star Wars? What bad is batch? Bad bitch. Bad bitch. Oh, I'm sorry. <laughs> Damn. Yeah, it's basically a spinoff of uh, the most recent season of uh, Clone Wars. So there's a batch of clones that are... They're not quite right, but they're way more individual than the rest, and they have different skills. And so they're going to have their spinoff series, which will be in 2021. No specific date from uh, Disney and Lucasfilm, but they just said sometime in 2028. So uh, since we're under the pandemic, they're able to do animation and like from home or work in a, um, like a GitHub type environment and share their work. So we'll be able to get some animation um, probably late next year, it, okay. I would imagine. But we'll see. I mean, the Bad Batch was actually one of the better parts of um, the final season. There was some other stuff that just... Was it cutting it with fans? Like the whole Ahsoka and the thirteen thirteen part. No one gave a shit about that. The Bad Batch was cool because it was early on and they had some interesting personalities. But it'll be interesting to see what's going to go on. I mean, basically, it's just going to be more Clone Wars, which I'm all for, by the way, because Clone Wars went out with a very, very like cinematic and emotional ending, which I think Dave Filoni did a great job. So sounds like you Christurbated to it. Almost, I came pretty close. Pretty close. Okay. It's did, pretty bad. Did anybody but... did anybody check out this? Uh, we talked about it last week briefly, but God of High School. Yes, I did. No, I'm I'm waiting. I, I watched I'm waiting. Uh, both episodes that are out. So yeah. Nice. What do you think, Ronald? Uh I really enjoyed it. Um, it's it's really interesting. It's like it's action packed, and it's basically a tournament. It's a tournament martial art anime. And it's uh it's based on a webtoon that mm. uh, Crunchyroll picked up, and they're they're animating, so it's a Crunchyroll original, uh, and uh, it's and it seems it seems pretty cool. Like it's funny because like when they when they show one of the arenas, it has like the Crunchyroll uh, logo and the okay. webtoon logo on it. Nice. But, but yeah, I mean the action scenes they're so far they're, they're pretty good. It's only like two episodes in. I'm 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 digging it. Yeah, the, the, the buzz is real. I still need to finish off uh, the second episode. Um, I like the fighting, you know what I mean? Fighting, action, they got a little bit of humor in there. I think this one's going to be a hit if they, uh, if they keep up the same momentum, but I, I, I'm i down. I'm, it's good to see a new series getting some uh, some love and some fandom right off the bat. Did they, did they have Unicorn Amy in it? Oh! No. But, but Mira's in it. No. <laughs> no, but do they do they have the? I wonder if they have the animated their animated character in the. Because you know how like Crunchyroll has like their their like Fox Girl or whatever for their logo yeah. or for their mascot. I wonder if she might be in it because that'd be kind of cool to see like their logo like for our. But it'd be kind of cool to see our character. So if you don't know Black and Black Infinity, our logo we have a a black guy yelling to a mic. 
It'd be kind of cool to see that character as like a live cartoon animation to see yeah. like, oh shit, like this is an actual person or whatever. We can see but that. I wonder if they do that for this um, God of High School. The Be The BT guy. We, we, we might need, we got some contacts over there. We might need to holler at them because I tell you what, they have gotten down with um, the uh, the rapper uh, Megan The Stallion. They, they got a whole clothing line endorsed by Country Roll and her. You heard what happened with her? She got she got, didn't she get shot? Yeah. Yeah, she got like shot in the foot or some shit. In her, in her pinky toe? No, she, she got shot, shot her pinky. Baby. Come <laughs> on now. Pinky toe up. <laughs> yeah, how you get shot in the toe? Who shot her? I, I don't know. Eddie Murphy? It was Eddie Murphy, yeah, obviously. She, I mean, come on, man. <laughs> yeah, she, did she cheddar bomb herself? If, if, if y'all don't understand these jokes that I'm saying right now, please go watch uh, Harlem Nights. <laughs> yeah. God damn. No, but I, I, I mean, I, I don't... First of all, she looks amazing. Uh, and I like her, uh, her, the fact that she's very proud with her weebdom and always is uh, promoting her favorite uh, anime characters and shit. Um, so you have a new dojo yeah, well, <laughs> I, I, I still don't quite understand all the the canceling of Doja. We talked about it, but we couldn't find the, the exact source. But you know, I, I I still like Doja Cat videos. I should and and her music. So you know, maybe I'll get canceled. Who knows? Yeah. <laughs> um, you been canceled, bro? What you talking about? Uh, real, real, real quick. Uh, I wanted. I saw it was on the little docket thing. Uh, Wonder Years. Oh, yeah. Um, Oh God! I'm I'm a huge I'm a huge Wonder Years fan. Um, yeah, I've watched that 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 entire series multiple times. Uh, I remember the first time I got to the very end. I, I remember crying at the end when I found out like Kevin's uh was it his mom or his yeah. dad died? When you, oh yeah. yeah it, um, huh. At the very end, like that that series definitely um struck a chord. Is uh, very nostalgic with it. But a reboot of it. Um, same time period, but with a, a black, I guess, family growing up in the 60s. It's supposed to take place in Montgomery, Alabama. And um, at first, I was kind of like, no, I don't want this. But I saw that Fred Savage, who plays Kevin Arnold, he signed on to produce it. And um, I forget the name of the other uh, writer, producer with it, but it's it seems to be legit. It's not just some people that just came out of left field and just like, yo, we're going to make Black Wonder Years and everything. It actually seems like that they are respecting the... Yeah, it seems like they're actually respecting the original show and not just swapping the character around, making them Black and everything. So I, I'm kind of looking forward to seeing... No, so I'm going to I'm gonna disagree. Hmm. I mean, yeah, it's cool that Fred Savage is like saying off on it and all that stuff, but I, I don't like that they're using... Uh, a show that was successful back in the day that obviously they're they're basically writing the curtails of a show that was about other people into this and it is to me it's not gonna be related at all and I'd much rather see an original black story um, that's not connected to a story uh, with you know with white people I just, we need to I don't like that in America to, to possibly have a successful show that we need to have disconnected to to that like it, it'd, it'd be like if they had like a like a different world but all of a sudden you know it, it's full of white people now like yeah. to me it's just like why the fuck are we gonna do well, that it 
the, I, I, I'm kind of in the fence on this one, and there's no trailer out, but here's my feeling. The Wonder Years was an 80s into the 90s uh, show, because it was on for a long time, right? Wasn't it a late 80s? That that's when mm-hmm. it, it was in the 80s. It like, came out. That okay. wasn't. That was yeah, that's what, yeah, that's what I'm saying. But yes. here's my point. I feel like the late 80s, looking back on the 60s, is very different from a 2020, 2021, looking back on the 60s. Um, it, it, it's it's a different type of nostalgia, and maybe that is possibly too far back. Um, in, a, in a weird way, I feel like we, we look at the '60s differently than we did in the in the 1980s. Well, I think, but I was a kid. Yeah. As well. Hold on, prodigy. I, I think actually the '60s right now would actually be pretty if it's done the right way. All right, because obviously they're gonna, it's gonna be a totally different show. It has to be a totally different show than but what yeah, the Wonder Years was. It, it is. Because like the '60s, if you were black, is way different from the '60s if you were if you were white. I mean, historically. Sure. So yeah. if they have yeah, like that, the right. That's what I, I was saying. Okay. But it's still, I don't like that they're calling it the Wonder... Because it wasn't a fucking Wonder Year for black people <laughs> in the fucking 60s. It wasn't. Yeah. Yeah. It's going to have a different tone. I, I don't know if they're calling it the Wonder Years and everything. So I, I don't know if that's the actual name of it. Um, the actual... I don't remember where in the United States Kevin Arnold's story took place at. I know it was it was suburbia... And it was not in Montgomery, Alabama. It, I, I do. From what? Oh, okay. I was just gonna say I thought it was in the northeast, not in New York City proper, but I thought it was in the northeast because he was a Jets fan. I don't. I, yeah, that's 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 what I can't remember because he had the he was a big um, Namath fan. He had the little Jets jacket on that he would always wear, but I couldn't remember if there was anything specific that said, "Yeah, we are actually here," and I have to sort of uh, go through my memory on the show. Um, so it, it now, looks like it was. From my understanding, my understanding, taken two locations. It could have been California or it could have been New York. It was probably Long Island. I know there was some connection with California because the daughter went off to college in California. I don't know if she maybe went up north and everything during like the Vietnam aspect of, of stuff. But um, this, from from everything that I've read, that this story isn't going to interwind with Kevin Arnold's story. They're not going to have like little Easter eggs to show that they were in the same area at the same time. It's just that time period, which I do think is unique in showing that there are two different Americas that were taking place from the white perspective of the Wonder Years and everything, and then the black perspective of the civil rights era. Now, obviously, when you use the term Wonder Years, you look Kind of like great time and everything, and that was obviously not the case. Colored people in Montgomery, Alabama. I mean, we we talked about it with with Mama French and everything about stuff that was going on during that time period, that exact time period in that area of the country. So I, I am interested to see what they're going to talk about. I don't know if they're just going to boilerplate and just be like, oh, we're going to make it um, what's it called? Everybody hates Chris except. Uh, throw it back in the 60s and everything. I, I don't have that feel, and I think that, um, what's it called, that uh, Fred Savage has a lot more respect for the actual, um, the I don't want to call it a franchise, but the actual um, show that he was a part of and, and pretty much is a staple for who he is than to just sort of 
remove the, the, the cheese off the pizza and put new toppings on it. Can, can I say one quick thing? The, the, I think one of the hopeful examples in recent history uh, that we talked about ad nauseum last year was Watchmen. Nobody expected where Watchmen was going to come come from with that. You don't get a sense of that with the comic. You didn't get a sense of that with the movie and whatnot. Yeah. Sometimes you can take an established franchise, put a very different twist on it, and come up with something extremely interesting. I hope it's more like a Watchmen twist of something very original, but it, it does use the label um, than it is a, a rehashing. I can agree with that. Like, if they had, especially with the right directors and, you know, the right actors. Well, like the, not to be young actors, so the, that it, that's kind of relevant. But the, the right, the correct writers and directors would need to be attached to this. For me, really get on board. Um, and you definitely cannot call it the Wonder Years. <laughs> it's like, this yeah. is what something that, like, I mean, just for people that are listening to this, like, when people say, the whole MAGA thing, make America great. Just remember that if you're black or of uh, you know, other minority groups, when are you talking about making, when was America great for you? Besides, yeah. you know, a couple of years ago, even today. Like, when was it that great for us? So you can't say make America great again when it was historically pretty fucking shitty for a large portion of America. So if, if they make this show, they need to show, like, it's going to be way heavier than the original Wonder Years because it's going to be oh yeah uh, super fucking dripping with racism and inequality and if they if they go that route then yeah I'm on board but don't fucking sugarcoat what people went through in the 60s to make it seem like you know our version of reality in America is exactly the same as you know the the white culture version of America you know because it's, it's they- vastly different they, well, I, I also people that are, are listening that the Wonder Years did have some heavy shit that went on in that that show. Um, when, yeah, I mean, yeah, for yeah. example, Winnie's, Winnie, Winnie, yeah, Winnie's brother. Not to say that you were trying to say it was all pity and, and whatever. No, no. Uh, Winnie's brother, Winnie's brother died in, in Vietnam, if I remember correctly. Uh, that was something that was discussed. There was a big thing about uh, Kevin's brother going off to war, and like the father was just like, "You are not fucking doing that," et cetera, et cetera. Um, obviously, with, the daughter's name was Karen, I believe. Karen wanted to sort of yeah. go this whole flower power hippie trip out to California and everything. So they they did talk about a lot of things that were going on in the country historically. I don't remember specifically what civil rights stuff that that was touched I don't on. That's something it. I. W- the the <sighs> only thing the only the only civil rights thing I can remember is Millhouse never got laid. <laughs> That's not civil rights. Oh, Pfeiffer, Fife yeah. dog. No, dude, <laughs> dude. As as much as Danica Miguel, uh, Danica Miguel is hot as fuck. She was a cunt on that show. <laughs> like she was a complete bitch. Fuck her. She she did Kevin so dirty, and I felt so bad for Kevin because she was just like cock blocking him, but wouldn't let him sniff the panties either. Yeah. And it was it, it was just completely embarrassing yeah, how. turned kevin into a sin i mean the the whole like vietnam thing i mean obviously that that's heavy stuff but there were still like lynchings in the 60s yeah we still yeah we didn't didn't have full rights in the 60s like (laughs) that's a fucking those are serious issues that i mean america does need to be woken up to 
Um, and they, if they do it the right way and they make it like a whole like, hey, this is real American history, then yeah, I'm on board. But they, if they try to sugarcoat that shit at all, they can all go fuck themselves. <laughs> well, like they kind of jump on the like on Netflix. They have that that series or that movie or documentary, uh, the Thirteenth. And there was a part in that where actually wasn't. Actually, I think somebody. I don't know if it was actually. I don't know if it was on the Thirteenth or it's something I saw on like um, now this where there was uh, some black kids and they were riding their bikes. I think this took place in the sixties and they're riding their bikes and like some white people came up and was like telling them to get out of their neighborhood and like. Some were throwing rocks and like super, they were saying like super racial slurs and it's like little black girl they were like interviewing her. And she had talked about how like you know how this this one white kid had threw a rock at her sister and missed her but like you know if it would have hit her she'd have been so mad I should have picked up the rock and threw it back at him and like like this is video footage of like people like being racist and like telling like these kids who are just riding their bike because they're trying to go to like the park or whatever oh, yeah, like if they don't show stuff like that then like they're they're definitely gonna be sugarcoating shit that was a very special episode of stranger things that was in the 70s though wasn't it stranger things or in the 80s early 80s no you know you know that was the 80s my bad yeah, bad. <laughs> <laughs> yeah anyway I'm just i'm trying to find the location for like where the wonder years took place and a, a little interesting tidbit was that the wonder years won an emmy for best comedy Six episodes in, after they nice. they produced six episodes into their entire run, and they got an Emmy just off six episodes. Yeah. That's fucking it was crazy. A great show. Yeah, uh, guys, sh- sh- do we do? Do you want to do any beat and BTIs or wrap this up? Or I got it. I got one quick beat and BTI, which is kind of related to the show I watched. So, like I talked about Palm Springs earlier, where a guy got stuck in a time loop where he, re- he kept repeating the same fucking day. So if you were stuck in a time loop for today, what would you change to make difference, or what kind of crazy shit would you be down to do? If you were stuck in, in today, just today, no sudden days, just today, what crazy shit would you do differently, or what what shit would you fuck around with? I would have had sex today. <laughs> I would have said fuck work all day. We just, well, not all day, but most of the day. That didn't happen because I had to work, and so did she. So yeah. <laughs> I don't even know. Uh, I can't even think anything like creative or, or funny. I mean, today was a pretty chill day for me. Just fucking played with the, filled up the kiddie pool with with water and just watched the baby just pretend like she was swimming and flash around in it. So I mean, I could do that every day. There you go. What what you got, old ninja? Are you with us, old ninja? Oh yeah, I'm. Uh, I was on mute. I muted when I didn't talk. But yeah, there's some legal stuff I needed to check in on, and I postponed it till tomorrow. But I probably uh, would have thrown that in there today just to find out what's going on. And then there's this really good hot dog place called a uh, Dog House <laughs> that I've been oh, yeah. frequenting. Yeah, I probably would have chose a different hot dog. I mean, that's literally <laughs> like kind of kind of the highlights of the day I, today was a chill day i didn't really do much um uh off of work so and then i did some gaming it's kind of about it i mean doghouse is pretty good yeah doghouse uh-huh. i'm actually it's actually for the prices that they charge and what they give you i think it's reasonable yeah they got i'm a top dog in berkeley kind of guy so uh fuck, fuck what you talking about 
Wait, what? You like you like to hide your hot dog? Wait, what? What's hot going dog. on over there? Hot dog. No, no. Uh-huh. no not uh-huh. a uh-huh. I don't understand what you're saying. Yeah. Food dog? Power bottom. Party, what's your moment for today? Uh, dude, I I would literally carve out some more time to uh, uh, watch some uh, some One Piece with the kids and, uh, and and actually catch up on some finish some games in my backlog, man. What about you? Uh, what about you, Blue? Well, today I actually had an incident that happened. Um, I, I I drove into this apartment complex just because like their their driveway is kind of like off a street here in Hayward. I was, I was curious to see what the hell the street went down. And as I drove by this one guy, like he was walking his dog, and it's, he was walking his dog off the leash. And the guy, like, like I have my windows down because I don't have my AC. It was, a, it was today was a nice day. It was a nice cool day, so there's no reason to have like the the AC on in my car and have the window down. It's cool. But when I passed him, he was like, like I could clearly hear him say, like, really? And I look in my room mirror, and he's like, like really? Like I'm like, what the fuck did I do wrong? Like you were off to the side, your dog was in the fucking grass. Like what, what the fuck is your goddamn problem? And like I wish I, I wanted to stop and be like, really what? Like what the fuck is wrong with you? Like what, what did I do wrong? Like what, how did I offend you? Or what, or what the fuck the issue is? Like I kind of wish I would have went, I would have stopped and find out like what the fuck this guy was talking about. But I was like, yeah, fuck it. I don't be caught up in nigger moments, so I just kept on driving. Uh, <laughs> <laughs> All right, on, oh, wait, on that hold on, fucking... hold on, no, no, one last thing. I would have read my comics today. Because there's there obviously today was comic day. I picked up my comics, but because of COVID nineteen, I have to wait at least two days to read my comics, which means usually next fucking week I start reading the comics that are from this week. So I have to delay all my comic reading by at least two fucking days, which is usually means a goddamn week. So yeah, I would have read the comics today because I wouldn't have been worried about fucking getting COVID nineteen. Mm-hmm. Stitch, what you got popping this week? Uh, started just chilling, enjoying the the hot weather uh, while it lasts and everything. Um, think I'm gonna get work on the the whole Tiger Woods treatment and get my uh, Storm to be a professional swimmer just because she loves being in the water and splashing. Nice. Pull up the kiddie pool, get a beer, and I just sit there and let her splash around and grab little rubber ducks. So it's really low maintenance, high entertainment for me. So I've been thoroughly uh, enjoying that. Um, on a side thing, I saw something that was really cool. I saw the Oakland Zoo opened up, uh, I believe it was today or maybe tomorrow they're going to be opening back up, which is really cool because they were in, in real danger financially of, of being just completely fucked. Um, so I, Me and Bob, I, I was uh, going to this zoo. <laughs> yeah, Jesus Christ. I'm not... Because I'm obviously ain't trying to be enough man. I'm real happy that they seem to be hopefully on, on the road to recovery. Um, and then I saw one of the really cool, well, I, I'll just say it how I say it. I saw one of the coolest, like, officer involved shootings uh, videos that I saw <laughs> on, like, Police One, where this this uh, female officer, I don't know her name, I just know it was in Michigan, but she handled her business so fucking good. I was, like, really, really impressed with when uh, she had a, a malfunction in her firearm. Where a guy was was coming after her with a knife, fired off a couple rounds, and then her gun jammed. Um, I, I I don't know if it was a like a double feet or just a, a stove stove uh, stove top stove pipe uh, jam uh, where the where it ejects, but it doesn't fully eject and like the slide catches it. 
But uh, while this dude was rushing at her with the knife, she was able to just go back to her training and just like tap, uh, roll, and then rack her gun, and then just continue to, to fire and everything like that. And it Wait, was just like, what do you guys call it? Really, really smooth. What do you guys call it? Uh, well, we 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 would say tap, roll, rack. Oh, that's interesting. In the in the military, or this in the Marine Corps, we call it tap, rack, bang. <laughs> okay. Yeah. They, told, they they did say um. That that version of it, uh, they had us incorporate roll. That way, gravity would work on your side when you're when you're racking it, uh, uh, just to help the uh, the spent cartridge sort of fall out if that was if it was like a stove stovepipe uh, malfunction and everything. But she was just fire, 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 Jan. Here it's like not working, and she was just like boom, click. Turn to the side, click, click, and then continue back just instantly. And I was just like, God damn, this chick, great business. And, and it was one of the really cool things to, to see. I don't know if the guy lived or died or not. Um, I don't really mean to sound callous, but I don't really care. But she, she seemed to be okay professionally. And, and I was, I was, it was really cool to see someone's training kick in in a really stressful situation and, and handle our business. I mean that's cool, but have, have you seen like have you seen the way Japan deals with uh, people with knives? No. It's pretty hilarious, but it's kind of embarrassing for the the person with the knife. If somebody gets combative and so in, in most Japan, like most of the police officers, they don't even have a fucking gun. But what happens is if somebody is like out there wielding a knife, they basically have what looks like a like a big mattress, and they just wrap them up with a mattress and they tie up the mattress and they take them to jail. Yeah, it's, it's 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 fucking hilarious. Yeah. That's crazy. All right, uh, Blue, what you got? Um, so I'm gonna I'm still continuing playing my guitar lessons, but check out this goddamn pick I got. Nice, nice. Which is pretty fucking dope. You know I had to get one, so I got a Batman fucking pick. So, but I am yeah, continuing learning how to play the guitar, which is kind of cool. Um, I finished up. <clears throat> so I'm doing a career change, so. I finished up one of my programs, so like I think I I got I got to do more reading so I can get certified for uh, my Comptia my A plus Comptia yeah Comptia my Comptia A plus so I'm gonna get certified in that. But um, I actually had a job hit me up to do um, to do some stuff based off of my experience already. So hopefully I might hear good news regarding that sometime this week. But yeah, just that and like hopefully I, can, I need to start training my our new dog because she's kind of I kind of been kind of lackluster with her training. She's kind of been like doing whatever she wants, but she needs to like really get trained like Charlie. But she leaves she leaves my room. But other than that, continue doing yard work because last week I cut down a tree, which is which was a lot of fun. Not really, but <laughs> it was still kind of fun to <laughs> chop down a fucking tree. But um, yeah, still got a bunch of yard work I want to try to do, but. Other than that, just chilling, relaxing, drinking. That's it. Good shit, Colonel. Stuff you got. All right, so I would like to say it's probably what I should have said in the beginning of the podcast is thank you to Nicole for uh, joining me in my last podcast of Cronus Rants with someone else. So it was interesting. And what's hilarious, which I kind of wanted to make a joke of when we were doing the podcast, but I, I forgot, is that the first thing that it went to was she was a vegan. And I was like, you couldn't wait 10 goddamn minutes to tell everybody that you were a vegan, but yeah, it's all good. <laughs> we had a good conversation about being a vegan and a bunch of other a bunch of other stuff. It's it's a it's a good podcast. Um, if y'all check it out, it's like the last one that 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 we did. Um, also, Pliny, Pliny for president. 
if you're reading, if you're watching the podcast. So, oh, shit. Nice. Yeah, they made a, a Pliny beer for the presidential election coming up, um, which is kind of funny. Have you tried it yet, or no? Not yet. I was going to drink it just now, but it's like, it's a 16-ounce okay. beer, and I don't want to... Get our beer now, we well, drink it too late, it gives me fucking gas. So, if, 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 did you get that through that um, that one beer app you were telling us about? No, I didn't get it to Tavor. So I actually ordered it straight from uh, Russian River because they were doing the um, the Black is Beautiful beer, and so I was gonna buy mm-hmm. a bunch of Black is Beautiful, but I decided to instead get like a pack. And I thought that I was gonna get more Black is Beautiful in that pack than than I got. I got 24 beers, but only four of them were uh, black is beautiful so i'm gonna order some more from probably somewhere else because they kept selling out really quickly um from right how was black is beautiful did you like it i don't think you ever said that you like yeah it, or not. it was really good it's, it's it's a really good stout it's uh it's potent it's boozy uh it's smooth chocolatey vanilla it's a good beer um also for uh book people out there uh today neil gaiman released uh sandman on audible and this oh, is hands down the uh, highest production value audiobook I've ever listened to of all time. Like, the whole book has sound effects, fucking music, um, special, like, uh, different characters, different voices, and it's a really good story so far. Um, so if y'all get a chance to check out uh, Sand- Sandman. The Sandman by Neil Gaiman, that's really good. And also another one that's, that's really good if you want to get into, like, the... Uh, whole like civil rights movement thing like in a modern day uh sense it's there's a book called i'm still here by austin channing brown which is uh a book that nicole recommended to me um on the last podcast and it's it's very good it's about uh growing up as a uh african-american woman in america it's not a very long book but it's a really good book and and what she had to go through with like racism in her life in modern times she she i think was born was born in the 80s so she's like slightly younger than than, than us um but the issues that she that she goes through are uh, are very relatable and i think that people need to uh need to listen to stories more stories like this because it, it's important to so- understand that there's different americas I had a question about the the Sandman. Is it off the graphic novel or, or off of a, like a? I, I think it's book. based off a book. It could be a graphic novel too, but I I, I never read the graphic well, novel. so. Because there's because there is both. There's Sandman the comic book character, and then there's Sandman like the novel. And I don't know if they're related, but I I've seen the book. I've seen the hardcovers, I, and I think it's a trilogy. Is it not? I'm pretty sure it's the book. Okay. So I, I'm fairly certain. Like I said, I didn't read any of them, but so far, it is uh, it's really good. So I'm I'm, I'm enjoying yeah, f- it. From okay. what I, I've seen, the books I believe is a trilogy. I think there's like three parts and that have been well received, if I'm not mistaken. So oh yeah, that it, sounds it really. Is, it is part of the book. Yeah. It's, it, well, no, it's uh, volumes one through three of the graphic novels. So okay. Okay. So that is based on the graphic novels, and it's uh, it's about about eleven hours long. Um, oh wow! But yeah, I mean it's it's good. It's really good. Hold on. All right, good shit. Uh, old Ninja, what you got? Uh, me, I'm just catching up on this. Um, like I'm in the weeds on shows and TVs. Uh, I, one of the reasons I'm I'm not going to get on this uh, Ghost of Tsushima is like I bought all these games that I literally haven't played. Like literally, I bought Resident Evil Seven. 
two years ago on Black Friday, and I still have it wrapped in cellophane on my rack over here. So I plan on trying to get through that soon. But I bought Resident Evil 2 and 3, so I still got to go through those. And then there's a bunch of shows. So some of the shows I'm watching have actually ended, so I'm trying to get to the end. Like Red, uh, Agents of S.H.I.E.L.D., which aired tonight. Uh, it's on this last season. I'm trying to stay current with that. Um, Sleepy Hollow, I'm almost done with. And there's a couple other shows. Um, we're going to be making ribs this weekend. So we're going to get the smoker going. Smoke some ribs for six to eight hours. And uh, we bought two kinds of ribs. So we're going to make sauce from the Carolina sauce from scratch. We've got the rib rub we're going to do from scratch. And then uh, we're going to probably do it on hopefully between Thursday and Saturday. So. I'm looking. I'm looking forward to that. That's gonna be so good. And then, other than that, dealing with. Uh, I guess a lot of people don't don't realize that Gavin Newsom, the governor of California, kind of pulled us back a stage. So a lot of people haven't figured that out yet, or weren't paying attention. So I'm having to deal with people that we. I have to inform them of what's going on and deal with their backlash of that news. So I'm gonna have to deal with that again this weekend. So. Fucking other than that. Yeah, other than that, it's just going to be business as usual, staying, uh, social statistics thing, wearing my fucking mask, staying inside. Good Good shit. I'm going to give a quick uh, big-time shout-out because it wasn't mentioned earlier. Uh, Surprisingly, amazingly, the comic book industry uh, is up. They had a record year, I guess, uh, in 2019, um, 11% up over the current uh, of the previous year, 2018. A record of 1.21 billion graphic novels and digital sales uh, been leading the way. So uh, definitely support your local comic shop still, if you can, uh, even during all of this economic uncertainty and the uh, pandemic and all of that. But there's some really good books out there. And I do want to get back into uh, talking about some of the good books that uh, we're we're certainly reading because comics seem to be going through uh, some thriving right now. So I'm I'm really happy to see that. So that's awesome. Um, And then... Yeah, I was surprised. Uh, and then I want to get back into some um, uh, some 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 co-op or some online gaming. Uh, I was playing a little bit of Borderlands Three this week. Uh, I actually w- wouldn't mind because I heard about all the changes. I wouldn't mind even dipping my toe into Dead by Daylight one more time since that game has <laughs> become kind of its own phenomenon or whatever. It so, is, but I there's no friends that play it. There's no weapons though. That's what fucks me up. There's no. Yeah, but I heard, I heard some of the. I heard some of the uh, movie villains have weapons. Uh, the like, villains have weapons. Yeah. If you're a survivor, you have no weapons. So maybe I'll be a villain. You know, I love that. So, yeah. Fucking weird. Um. Anyway, and, and and still working my way through One Piece and uh, gonna play some more Weebin as uh, Persona. But that's all I got. Take us out. Oh, uh, better get back on that fucking Monster Hunter. Anyway, I do need to. you just ex- <laughs> you should just experience Black and Black Times Infinity. Uh, check us out on YouTube with Black and Black Side and Infinity. We go live every Wednesday night, 8.30 Pacific time. Check us out on Spotify, Player FM, Stitcher, SoundCloud, uh, Apple Podcasts, and then uh, Amazon. We're on there. Check out our official website, binheadproductions.com forward slash BTI. It's B-T-H-A-N-B-T-I. And Twitter, it's at BTI. And are we on iHeartRadio yet? No, we're still working on that. Yeah, we are. We should be on there. I are we? Everything. Uh, Did we fuck up? Okay. I don't know. I don't know. I don't. I don't know if we got confirmed or not. But we're working on iHeartRadio. There you go. Divorcer will. 
Divorce her. Yeah. If you play Monster Hunter World, you have a small pee pee. God damn. Oh! <laughs> no! How dare you! Terrible. Bears with nunchuck, y'all. Bears with nunchuck. Yet many questions remain unanswered.